your sweater light up deal Hey, what's up, everybody? Today is Wednesday, December 6, 2023, and you are tuned in to Big Screens and TV Streams live from the Grand Forks Best Source Studios. I'm Dale, and joining me, this is our special second annual Christmas special. That it is. Victor was AWOL last year's Christmas special, but he is back and ready to get his Christmas jingle on. Yes. Ho, 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 everyone. This year is a lot, because let me tell you something. You better get your cocoa. You better get your stocking stuff, and you better get your chestnuts a-roasting, because we are going to set this holiday a-blazing off, because this is where you're going to find a lot more than just your stockings and your chestnuts and many other holiday festive sweaters, your cardigans and many other things. There's been a lot this holiday season. I've learned a lot, and I hope you do learn a lot as well. Because you're not just going to see greatness upon this year. You're going to see Santa hats. You're going to see Christmas lights a-glowing. And you're going to see a lot of stories being told over a warm campfire. More. Wow, Victor, bring it with that awesome Christmas monologue. And as you can see, I got my ugly Ric Flair Christmas sweater of awesomeness here. And we got a special Christmas snow holiday light up green screen effect. And joining across from me, rocking his Carnegie and Santa hat, is Mr. Naughty or Nice producer Paul. Yeah, probably a little more naughty than nice. <laughs> Just like Billy Bob Thornton. Yes. Oh, my. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Batter Santa. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. no, that was a DVD cut. Batter Santa, yes, right? Yeah. Very, oh, very man. Much so. And uh, that person, I think you may have heard just a little bit on joining us again for the second year in a row via Zoom all the way from Georgia. Uh, we'll give a little drum roll for my sister and Christmas super fan, Jane. Welcome. You Thank- guys look great over there. Paul, I love the cardigan. It reminds me of the dad in the Christmas story. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's I guess. Awesome. Yeah. I always just go with Mr. Rogers, but Mr. Yeah, Rogers. That, that makes sense, too. <laughs> What's happening in the neighborhood? Yes. And Jane. Jane. I, I had to wear, the, uh, I had to wear the, the hat to cover my silver hair like Mr. Rogers, too. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, the silver fox. Huh? Oh, gosh. That one happens. 
Jane, you got is that a Bob Ross ugly Christmas sweater you're rocking right now? It is. Oh. His hair is ablaze with uh, some Christmas lights. Yes, and they light up. Oh gosh! Yeah, shout I, out to Bob Ross. Yes, happy little Bob Ross. That is happy that's tree. going above and beyond for the ugly Christmas sweater. I love it. Uh, my my and lights. My here is matching me. My lights on mine stopped working a while back. Oh, hey, what's that? This is my friend Dean, and he's matching me. Dean, uh, he's a Dean. Yeah. Dean has passed he's my away. Bartender, if you can tell, he's pouring a drink right there. Oh my God. Dude, I almost thought that was Jeff from. I almost thought that was Jeff. Where did you even find that, dude? That's awesome! <laughs> Holy crap, he talks. What is? Wait, what is he saying? He's British. <laughs> did you catch that movie quote? I'm the best bartender from here to Timbuktu. Bloody Mary, wishes brew. Oh no, my lovely patron, no charge. Your money's no good here. Orders from the house, you see. Wasn't oh, that from The Shining? Yeah. Yes, that's right. that, that is from The Shining, yes. Your money's no good here, yes. Oh my gosh, Jane, that is an awesome, oh, that's awesome, so what a great, just like last year, an awesome Christmas backdrop once again. I was uh, telling Victor and Paul before he got on that you are a big time Christmas fan and you go all out decorating so we are going to be jumping into so much good christmas goodies here uh we got a few christmas movies are going to be reviewing we got a special christmas awards segment we're doing and you even got a a special segment for us too and we even got a non-christmas movie review here too just to help mix it up a little bit because we don't want to go overdo it here uh we got we got to make sure to mix it up a little bit but uh i guess i agree when dad and i did that hallmark a thon Mm-hmm. Hallmark movie after Hallmark movie, we needed a break. I put some action movies in there. Thank yeah. you, thank you, because because oh, oh wow. Well, oh, I thought God. it was great. I'm already telling you that because you said you're watching like something like what four or five Hallmark movies, Christmas movies in a row, and then yeah. and what did it, what did you decide to break it up with? Die Hard. Heck yes. Yeah. Five in the Die Hard series, right? So we're like, come out to the yeah, coast. Yes, get some Christmas, good old-fashioned Christmas explosions to help mix it up. Heck come out, yeah. Come out to the coast. We'll have a good time. Share oh. some laughs. Well, what, what better way to uh, just take in all the Christmas movies? I mean, uh, there's plenty of Christmas movies going on at our sponsor, the River Cinema 15 and the Shire Bar and Grill. Make them your next dinner and a movie destination or even Christmas movie destination because they got a few Christmas movies playing right now. Both are located in the River Mall in East Grand Forks. You can either dine inside the movie memorabilia packed restaurant, The Shire, or take your meal to go to the movie you're attending. Some of this week's feature attractions, uh, some of which we'll be reviewing in this episode, Christmas movies like The Holdovers and Silent Night. And you can find the complete showtimes and listings online at rivercinema15.com. Don't forget about their Tuesday special $5 movies all day long and the 550 Senior Matinee Special on Wednesdays and Thursdays. And right now, for all you people looking for gifts, uh, they got a great, great gift card special promotion going on right now. All the way through the end of the year, end of this month, buy a $25 gift card and get a free $5 coupon for concessions at the River Cinema. So all kinds of great deals and awesomeness going on at the River Cinema 15 at the Shire Bar and Grill in the River Mall. Check them out. All right. 
So I guess to kick off, we got so much content uh, packed, and I kind of d- made a couple segments focusing on two movies that I was thinking maybe we could condense them into two, uh, like maybe three to four, maybe not quite many quick take reviews, but not quite full length reviews, but kind of like a happy middle ground, just uh, in the spirit of time. Uh, but I figured we could spend three to four minutes on both of these. And this first one, I think we reviewed both of these last year. So you could reference our reviews on last year's show for the full length versions, but not all of us saw these movies last year. So we kind of get some more refresher takes on them. So Christmas Story Christmas, and that's streaming on HBO Max, or I believe you could buy it on video. Jane, you got the video right there. I think you said you found it on Amazon, right? Yeah, Amazon had it for about $17. And then... It's great because I plan on rewatching it every year. It was amazing. I, I, and I rewatched it over the last couple of days in chunks on HBO Max. It's Or Max, excuse me, it's streaming on. And uh, and then Spirited we'll be talking about a little later, uh, uh, but that is exclusive to Apple Plus. But for this, that is such a Christmas packed movie. I'm not condoning this, but you may or may not be able to easily find DVD bootlegs <laughs> online. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you could, but you, you probably you know get in trouble for it. But you know, you tis the season to take risk. So yeah. So yeah, I'm yeah. saying saying do not go go to certain websites to buy uh, DVDs copies of Spirited for twelve dollars. Do yeah. not do it. Yeah, do not be naughty. It. Yeah, it's Spirited. gonna be better quality on the on the apps on the streaming services, right? Yeah, yeah. Spirited was a movie with a horse. No, that you're thinking. Yes, Spirited Away. No, right? Spirited no. Away is an anime oh, yeah. movie that won That's Best right. Picture. Everyone, and of course, Spirited. Yes, is Paul's right. That is a movie about a horse who is played by the always talented Mr. Matt Damon. Of course, well, that was like several years ago, right? Very, very yeah. much years ago. So that was when DreamWorks was still in their prime. Of oh time, man! So. But so let's start it off with Christmas Story Christmas. Uh, again, streaming on HBO Max uh, or by the DVD, uh, uh, your favorite retailer. So um, I know I saw this last year. Uh, did anyone else see this last year? Victor, did you uh, see it last year? Or? I saw a little bit of it, not very much. But so this is uh, so this pretty much is it picks off. It's set, it's set what twenty some years later in 1973, 1974, but with the same the same actor all grown up now. So uh, so this is uh, Ralphie Peter Billingsley uh, returns to uh, play because he played him in the original, right? Yes. In like what 1982, 83 when the first one came out, I believe. Yes. So yeah, so he returns to the role what thirty some years later, yeah, and all grown up. And, it's creepy. And I think some of the other original cast returns too, right? Kind of all grown up, right? Yeah. Brilliant. Well, that, that's why I say it's. I mean, it's not like creepy, creepy, but it's weird to see them like all grown up, mm-hmm. and you don't even like you can kind of see that as Ralphie, but then when he yeah. get, puts that big smile in front of the camera, you're yeah. like, okay, yep, that's Ralphie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh like you can even tell, like just looking at him, like with his glasses on, I'm like, yeah, that's him. He's just. It's just weird to see him all, yeah, like Paul said, all growing up. And then his his brother. Oh, yeah. He, I mean, he had just like a small cameo in the movie, but <laughs> seeing him all grown up, too, it was oh, just wow. it was just weird. <laughs> yeah. It's, this is, yeah, what, 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 a, this was just, 
what a uh, well, I guess the director Clay Cadis, he also he has experience with Christmas movies. He did the Christmas Chrono- Chronicles for Netflix, and uh, yeah, and so yeah, it takes off. It kind of kicks off with uh, you know, uh, unfortunately, Ralph, he, Ralph, uh, Ralphie's dad. He founds out at the beginning of the movie passes away, so he goes to visit his mom and you know help take care of arrangements, write the obituary. And he's a struggling book writer to kick off the movie, but he's you know. Uh, help escape life's uh, troubles by you know spending Christmas with the family back home, and you see lots of other casts reoccurring through the movie. Paul, I know I'll throw it to you first. I I know this was your pick for a Christmas movie to cover here for today's show. Uh, what stood about most of the sequel to you here? Well, it was it was really well done. Um, you know, because you can't really top. A, I mean, that's. The Christmas Story is like oh, the yeah. Christmas well, movie of I, all Christmas, and I believe movies. they still play the original like on Christmas Day or oh, Christmas the Mar- Eve. Yeah, they have a marathon. It's like yeah, all day say, long yeah. on repeat. On was it TBS or TNT? T- TNT like yeah. played that over and yeah. over again. I mean, it's one of the greatest movies ever made. To be honest with you, yeah. um, and. I mean, who doesn't have some memorabilia from a Christmas story in their house, right? Like, you got, like uh, yeah, yeah. the Lambling. <laughs> Or you got even the ornaments? Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Oh, I love it, Jen. (laughs) That's so awesome. And people are such a fan of it. This is a handmade ornament for my friend Kelly uh, with, I can't put my arms down. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) That's awesome. I felt so bad for him when he had to wear all that. I I remember just doing my mom did that to me. I was like, I felt so bad for him. As a general rule, I don't like movies that are narrated. Mm Mm-hmm. But this one, I mean, it just hits the mark because it's a Christmas story and he's actually telling the story, you know, of when he was a kid. Mm. And so now you got uh, the new one and you see him as an adult Mm. and he's telling the story now as him being an adult, Mm. which is pretty cool. The only thing that I really was upset about with this movie, and I mean, there's nothing they could do about it, but they couldn't get the original mom because she made that movie. Yeah. If she wouldn't have been in that movie, it wouldn't have. I mean, it would have, it would have dropped like seventy percent of yeah. you know the awesomeness of it. Yeah, she the the original mother was she she just had this and I, I what was it she she just had this spirit about her that was very just warmly like even when my favorite scene in the movie especially in the original one was when ralphie just lost it Mm -hmm. and he started beating this kid to no end and his mom came out there and just saw how upset he was and you could just see the look between these two actors you know on like the look on her face she's like you can immediately like yeah she understood even when like when he got in trouble and he had she had to put soap in his mouth it's (laughs) like yeah she yeah, understood. you know, and they they really hit on all the marks with this new one because you know they bring him back in the new one. Yeah, and now he's a he's a cop. Yeah, in the new one, and he actually instead of taking Ralphie to jail, he you know he shows him like friendship. Mm. You know, and he was kind of like said that he was kind of one of the reasons that he decided to become a cop. Mm. And you know, so it, they they really brought it home connecting the two movies. Mm. And uh, mm-hmm. another fun fact that I don't know if it's uh, true or not, but yeah, you've probably heard heard about it, Victor. But mm-hmm. um, the scene where they're in the, the Chinese restaurant, yes, and they brought out and it, the the goose still had the or the, was it a goose? I think yeah, the goose still had the head on it. Mm-hmm. The mom actress 
didn't know that they were going to do it like that. Yeah. And so that was actually real. Like yeah. when she was like, oh, like, yeah. Like genuine. They, yeah, it was genuine because yeah. they, they did it intentionally yeah. and, and brought it out with the head on. Yeah. And she didn't even know that that was going to happen. It was their version of the Hans Gruber. What, we're going to count to three and let go. One. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Now, uh, Jane, I know you wanted me to bring up uh, when you when you watched this here. This is the first time you saw this movie, too. Uh, you want me to make sure to bring up to ask. What is your tree topper? Because this is one of the focal points of the movie. They use it as a Santa test because uh, the daughter, for Ralphie's daughter, is like, uh, uh, hey, how come we don't have an angel? And, and Ralphie's like, well, in this town, we use a star. And so there's a debate. It's kind of referenced a couple times in the movie. What's your tree topper, star or angel? So, Jane, I'm going to pose that question to you and then to the rest of the table here afterwards. Yeah, well, you remember uh, growing up with mom, we had an angel. And uh, so I had an angel here at my house until um, somewhere in the middle of elementary school, my oldest, Adrian, we watched a Christmas story and he insisted we needed a star. So we had to go out, you know, really his Christmas Eve shopping. Yeah, he insisted. He's on like, Christmas Eve. So I cannot believe that they brought this up in a Christmas story. Christmas had some like big debate because it was a big debate in my home because I'm like, I don't want to change the angel. I want to, you know, I don't want the star. And he demanded it. So uh, we have multiple trees throughout the house, like one little Christmas tree per room. And they all have stars now. Wow. That that had to have been some very eerie deja vu for you. Paul, Victor, burning question. (laughs) So uh, we always had an angel on our tree when I was growing up. Uh, It was a really, really nice one. Uh, and then when I got my Christmas tree, I had uh, a star because I saw one of those ones at Target, you know, that light all up. It's got like all the LED lights in it and everything. Well, then that broke. And so I had to go get a new one. And so I ended up getting this light up like plastic looking angel. But the purpose of it is because me being who I am, I got a tree that's too big for my ceiling. So, so, oh no! So I don't have room on top of it to put anything. So I got this angel, just kind of like half-assed, oh. like on the right on the right on the, the tip way of it's it. meant to be. Yeah, it's like kind of like you know hitting the ceiling and kind of pointing down at you. And I couldn't do that with a star. Oh, no. <laughs> Victor, I mean, actually, and funny thing uh, that Paul mentioned that was because my m- me personally, now I'm a traditional person. I love a star on any tree it it just goes with the you know it just goes with the festive holiday now of course my sister and i we argue about this now she wants an angel i want a star now of course much like paul we got a tree once year and of course my sister just begged to have an angel on the tree well much like paul our tree was literally too big to fit in our house when I was a child. And, of course, my sister just had to have the angel up there. And, of course, much like Paul's, it half-assed, like, its way this way. And then it was like, well, why don't we just, you know, like, do the plastic tree then and see how that works? So we got that there. And I said, well, that works now. But I said, well, why don't we just take this angel off and just put the star back on there since we got the plastic tree up? So, of course, I won that, and I said, okay, well, next year you can have the angel, and I'll have my star. I said, okay, well, the star's going to stay. One of the other reasons that I wasn't a big fan of having the angel on top of it, Mm. like the one I have kind of makes sense because it just, like, clips onto the branch, and Mm. it's just this, like, 2D light thing. Mm. But my parents, they had, like, this, you know, really 
nice angel looking mm. kind of puppet thing. Mm. But every time you put it on top of the tree, I'm like, it looks like you're like shoving the tip of the tree up its ass. Some double entendres going on here. Yeah. Well, because we had, ours was like that too, because we, funny thing was, is our angel was a girl. And so we had a dress, you know, it was like a beautiful sweet sequence on it. And it was really crazy because our tree was way, like our house was this like big and wide, but we couldn't get it correctly on there. So we were like, I say, well, let's just put the plastic, you know, the plastic jury on there and see how that works. And it worked perfectly. But the only thing was is that it just kept falling off. So oh. I said, well, the star is going to fit better because, you know, it has a little pod thing. I right love there. it. So but, but, really quickly, too, something that I, I was going to point out, too, is that frustrates me every year. OK, so the I got a fake tree, which boo on me for that but i know it helps but I, I got a dog you know and it's easier to just you know <laughs> hey it helps but it, don't it, knock fake trees but, it, but you know it, it was supposed to have those automatic light up you know lights on it yeah th- those worked for the first year mm. and then so now i'm stringing lights on it every year and, and without fail every single year there's a strand of lights that don't work, and I have to go out and buy new lights. Yeah, it's so, it's so incredibly frustrating. It's it's annoying, it, it, and I don't know why that happens, but I, I think it's supposed to happen. But I really doubt that. But, but we we should keep moving on here. So uh, I I guess I'll throw to wrap up uh, Christmas story. Christmas just put it around the table. Final thoughts. Did it live up to the the high 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 bar set by the original? I reviewed it last year. I thought it was. Uh, if, if not right up there, pretty darn close, a lot closer than I thought it was. I thought how they handled bullying in this movie was going to be a tricky subject. I, I really liked how they tackled bullying in this movie. I thought they it was one of those one ways they could have pleased all areas. And just like the general theme of family coming together, uh, just a good Christmas spirit. I thought it captured it great. Uh, just go around the table. Uh, Victor, I'll go with you first here. Honestly, you know what? I... When I first saw the trailer for this, I was immediately kind of skeptical because... How could they? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Because Christmas Story, oh my gosh, what a classic. But you know what? I changed my tune when I literally saw all the cast members were back where they were. And they all grew up. Uh, But like Paul said, I was... I was much like Paul. I wanted the mother, the original mother, to be in it, but unfortunately she could not, and that happens with movies sometimes. But I honestly thought, man, what a... What a perfect movie, honestly. There was, there was just, they were hitting notes like this, and everybody was just really excited to be there, and the cast returned, and I was just like, you got my vote, man. That's two, two thumbs way up. So, seal of approval from oh, Victor. Absolutely. Seal of approval from Paul? Yeah, I, I mean, so I think it, it's a good movie. You know, I I don't think that it holds a candle to the original. Oh, absolutely, ob- obvi- obviously, but absolutely not. You know, but if you're looking for just a, a nice Hallmark movie to to watch with the family, oh yeah, you know this this I would definitely recommend it. I, yeah, you know, I, I thought they did a really good job with it, and but, it hits all the nostalgia notes right with all the callbacks and references. They thought handled yeah. pretty well. Yeah, I mean, I would make sure you know if you have uh, children you know as young as like mine that they have to watch mm-hmm. a christmas story oh, yeah, before sure. they watch yeah a christmas story christmas yeah. otherwise i mean it doesn't it would yeah, it, 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 it wouldn't resonate. do it justice yeah it's not going to resonate if you don't watch the original yeah. one jane final thoughts on christmas story christmas absolutely loved it um i think it's one of those things you end up kind of quoting you know or it works its way in your life in unexpected ways like the leg lamp from the original one remember dad sent a package to adrian with a trumpet 
so he could be in band and it said fragile on it and you're like you hear your kids quoting oh fragile must be italian but and this one had the same kind of classic stuff the way like you said the way they dealt with the bullies and uh the connection like you mentioned paul they connected all the different little bits from the first movie like the radiator and the daughter's resourcefulness and it was really good all around. I mean, the beginning has you laughing when they're, they're having uh, them sledding and daring each other, like just like when they were kids. And uh, right down to the end where, you know, it's still touching. Um, I mean, if you've ever gone through the loss of someone and in this movie, he loses his dad at Christmas and, you know, how hard it's it shows, you know, a lot of good ways to deal with things. Yeah. And, you know, uh, even him trying to show his kids how to do things like his dad did. You know, he's trying to, like, follow in his footsteps. I thought that they did a really good job with that. Yeah, uh, I like that, too. Their $4 Christmas tree. Yeah. $4 Christmas tree. Hey, <laughs> nothing wrong. A Christmas, Christmas tree is still a Christmas tree. Yeah. No matter how... how... memory. I had a really wonky real tree one year, too. It was so crooked with the stem. I know you mentioned yours being a little crooked, too. And I had to tie it into, like, the closet because it wouldn't stand up straight and it kept falling over. Hey, Ad improvised. He made it work. Charlie Brown Christmas tree. I guess uh, yeah, another... Sure. Gr- Picking back off of A Christmas Story Christmas, I got the other uh, review to go off to kick off our Christmas special. Number two is Spirited. Uh, And this hit last year in theaters. It's streaming on Apple TV Plus right now. Uh, I saw it last year... Loved it. Uh, so a musical. This is a musical version of Charles Dickens' story of a miserly misanthrope who is taken on a magical journey. And starring two big actors there, you can see in the background there on our green that's, screen, that's we got my two boys, two big comic. Uh, what what a great leading duo here, Will Ferrell and Ryan yeah, Reynolds. Reynolds. So Victor, uh, I know you weren't. I can't remember if you were with us on the episode I, I reviewed it on last year or yes. not, but this was your pick for Christmas movie to cover. So I'm going to throw it to you first. What stands out to you, Spirited, a year later? Well, as you know, Charles Dickens, I mean, one of the most beloved stories that he did it was just, you know, from like A Christmas Carol was truly just a beautiful story to tell. You know, you have this ratchety, just mean old dude who just, didn't care about anybody's happiness but his own. And then it took all these ghosts to really show him like what Christmas means to people and that you should cheer up a little bit, dude, because uh, hell, you got a lot to live for, even if you don't think you do. And, uh, you know, Christmas Carol has been told a lot of times in different ways, from Jim Carrey's version to the Muppets and many others who have taken it on. Uh, but, you know, this one... Man, you got you got two big hilarious men here. You got my boy Will Ferrell and you got my boy Ryan Reynolds. And what a perfect pair these guys were. The I mean and uh, don't and let's not forget the always wonderful Miss Octavia Spencer who also uh, is in this movie. Uh this movie was just perfect and it hit so many great notes. It wasn't just a musical. I mean the music was fantastic, but it really showed a lot of promise just for the from the acting. Because we've seen Ryan Reynolds play a lot of goofy parts, you know, and he does play it in here. But when he really wants to get serious, he really does. And I think it's it's so refreshing to see 
him play a serious kind of very it's good to see him in his comedy roots but when he gets in his serious roles i think that really touches like a nerve with people because they're like oh man we we've like we've seen him be hilarious but like he's really like he's really hitting the like the hard strings here and especially will ferrell like will ferrell has done that as well so i think both of these wonderfully talented men have tr- truly shown their their true colors in this movie and especially what they're singing because they know how to hold a tune i, I movie, still so. haven't seen this one i totally forgot about it uh, really is, is there is this uh streaming on any platforms right now it, it is streaming on apple um like like dale said and you cannot get it on anywhere else sadly enough on uh, apple yes so what the app- heck is Apple? Apple, Apple TV, TV Plus. Yeah, TV Plus. Another, app, another streaming service app. You know, they, they they have to pay, get, you they have to pay for that one, too? Yeah, I you do. I'm oh sorry. Gosh. I but, know. Or, or you may or may not be able to Google search spirited DVD copy and yeah. find a, a $12 bootleg DVD copy that yeah. I do not recommend to do. You'll be on the naughty list if you do that. Yeah, okay. you probably couldn't do that. But, no. but, but I will say, you know, even though... It can be annoying to just go to all these streaming platforms and all this other stuff, as annoying as it is. I will say it is a very, very big recommend for me and from everyone yeah, I love here. Yeah. That you well, maybe I can rent it, it on Prime. You should yeah. be able to, but uh, yeah. if you can't, you have to go to Apple. Yeah, so. yeah Jane, let's, let's get your thoughts on it here. I thought this was uh, – what I mean, there's a big musical to it, and there, uh, the, the story of, you know uh, – because it's Will Ferrell they cast as uh, Unredeemable, right? Yes. And and then how they transitioned to all these musical numbers, and it tells like – it actually it, it seems pretty lighthearted and, and funny with all the musical numbers too, but then it gets serious too like a bit later yeah, on. Really so. Was this your first time seeing it then? Yeah, it was my first time seeing it. And I think you'll be probably pressed to find a woman that wouldn't be uh, willing to watch it. (laughs) Right? Ryan Reynolds is easy on the eyes. Of course. He really, like you were saying about his acting being really touching, you saw him, his eyes really like light up when he got to play a character that was changed for the better. And I think we all know that's probably a bit more of, who Ryan Reynolds actually is, right? The family man with the, he, he all the fam- daughters. <laughs> he is a family man. How, how did Women love yeah. him because of that? How, how did you like? Uh, I think it seems like a given, but did you think they it, it, the tall task? You know, Will Ferrell, Ryan Reynolds, two revered comedy actors, or natural chemistry on screen? Absolutely, they <laughs> did a great job with like everything. Uh, they play, They were really great bros uh, through and through. Uh, they had great acting throughout the whole thing. Um, definitely a, a one you'd want to rewatch every year. And I know, uh, I didn't mind having it on again in the background just for the musical numbers. If you're a person that oh, loves yeah. musicals, Love musicals, and I am Same. like, uh, if you've ever had a, a New York city Christmas wish, right. People normally go and start off the year with, uh, the Christmas spectacular show with the Rockettes, seeing a lot of musical numbers or musicals there. So it's really nice to see that brought into a, Christmas movies that can be rewatched with your family every year. Now, I, I wanted to rewatch this. I didn't have time. So much to cover for this episode. My only question, my, my only little nitpick I think I had when I first saw it. I don't know. Victor, did you get a chance to rewatch it for this show here? Or? I did. I uh, did. So, Victor and Jane, question to you. I was trying to remember, did it seem a little bit on the lengthier side? Like it maybe it could have been trimmed a little bit or no problems getting through it at all? Not really. No, Honestly, okay. You can get through it pretty no good. Problems. Okay. Yeah, no I was going to say, I think it was like, what, what a two hour solid about? Does yeah. that seem about right? Yeah. yeah. Not, okay. not that long. So. Yeah, I yeah I, I definitely want to rewatch this. Hopefully, I could try and watch it in time for Christmas. So I know I still, 
Still got a ton more Christmas movies to watch. So, uh, I mean, Rotten Tomatoes for these first two movies, I kind of looked to see if there was updated scores. They, slightly updated scores from when we first covered them a year ago by a few a few digits for each, for each one. So for... Uh, uh, so for Spirited, uh, the Rotten Tomatoes critic a- aggregate is 71%, audience 81%, so pretty solid there. And then uh, for uh, A Christmas Story Christmas, uh, 78% uh, for the critics and 81% for the audience aggregate on Rotten Tomatoes. So yeah, those those are your... Uh, that is Spirited and Christmas Story Christmas. For the fa- and, 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 of course, because, you know what? Me and Rotten Tomatoes have never been best friends. We never will be best friends. But because it's the spirit of Christmas, I'm going to let you off just this once. All right, Victor, giving it the approval. I'm giving Crowd it clap. the old friendly college try. Yeah, so. there you go. I love it. I love it. Both movies or dealing with bullies too. Yeah. And I think Spirited maybe did a little bit better job. Although they both did a great job dealing with the bullies because um Spirited brought it into a more modern age what kids deal with a little I, bit more now with the internet and everything being part of it makes it worse. Yeah, because yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that that movie dude like I felt so bad for yeah. her. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so don't press that. <laughs> yeah, don't press it. Don't don't tweet that or yeah, oh my gosh. A new a whole new yeah, we could go into that forever, but we need to move on. So much to cover. Uh, also, too, I forgot to mention at the top of the show, uh, we are streaming live. If anyone watching, I see we got several viewers watching live. Uh, we want to hear what you have to say about the, this or any of your favorite go-to Christmas movies recommendations, ones you saw recently or just anything else in the movie and TV streaming world. Make sure to join in in the live chat on the GFBS channels on Facebook, Twitter, which or YouTube. We want to hear what you guys have to say. Yeah, and put it in the comments. Star or Angel? Yes. Star Star or Angel? We want to know. Yes. yes. Hey, and um, I tell you what. Uh, I think we got uh, a gift certificate to the Shire and yeah. some movie tickets to give away, too. So Ooh, That's right. Yeah, so maybe we can... You know, yeah, comment or if, if you're catching this maybe a day or two later, uh, contact us, page on gfbestsource.com. I mean, come on, guys. They're giving tickets away. Yeah. I mean, you really want a great Christmas gift? That's your great Christmas gift right there. So, yeah. if, if you're not catching live, yeah. maybe a day or two later, do you want to just go, Paul, maybe like a first person to email us? Go to uh, gfbestsource.com, hit the contact us link, fill up the form saying tree or star with your name. Yep. <laughs> That works for me. Good deal. All right. Get, uh, and, and it's a $25 gift certificate to the Shire and two movie passes to not a brand new release movie, but one that's they, been out for like two weeks. Yeah. Fair enough. And that's pretty yeah. much like 80% of what they have. So yeah, absolutely. Can't go wrong with a goodie free movie and dinner uh, this time of the year. So we're going to move things along here. Uh, Victor, I know we got a lot of stuff pressed in, but do you have just a couple of quick items? I know this is where we, we usually throw to you for your latest uh Marvel DC updates. You got anything you want to run through real quick? Oh, man. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you are getting ready, because let me tell you something, you better get your chestnuts uh, roasting and ready because this is going to get nonsensical. So, because everything is like being thrown at us like a bunch of snowballs this year, like literally, we have news that's going to blow your socks off. Like, 
Pa- if you all know the great actor, which is Pablo uh, Pascal, he's a very good actor. If you've all seen him in The Last of Us, of course, or oh, yeah. if you've seen him in Star Wars, or if you have seen him, of course, in Nicolas Cage's movie, of course, um, you would know that he is going to be the new Mr. Fantastic, which oh, is going to blow is? everyone's... Yeah, every, it's blowing everyone's mind. It's not going to be Halpert? No, it is not, unfortunately. That was, just a ru- that was just a ruse to it get everybody to bring Fantastic Four in to, oh, of course, the it was other. a great ruse, though. It was a great ruse. I thought he was going to be at that, too, but no, they picked him. So Mr. Instead. Fantastic is a Mexican. Apparently so. <laughs> they, and, ladies and gentlemen, if you think that's crazy, this isn't the first time this has happened. Michael B. Jordan, if you all have uh, guessed, he was a uh, human torch a long time ago in a terrible movie called Fantastic Four Stick, because we are not going to call it Fantastic Four. That, that got expunged from history. <laughs> yes, it did, and that is why uh, that movie will never be talked about ever again. Out the window it goes. Like Blue Beetle. Hey, uh, no, no, hey wait a minute now. I saw that. <laughs> that was a great movie. Regardless of what anybody says, that is a great movie. Nobody should have ever been blamed for that movie. That movie was fantastic. Just like Fantastic Four? Exactly. <laughs> Jane, Jane, you said you saw it too? Yeah, it was amazing. Yes. It was really Jane, see, Jane is for the win. Thank you. I love her already. Oh, I, there you go. You got Victor's vote. Seal of approval. Any other updates? Oh, the biggest update, honestly, is that Marvel, man, they are just, they're really going really down in the the tank's really bad. They're, it's because they, they're partnered with Disney. Well, yes, they are. Well, and let me tell I, I you. Kinda threw, I, are you alluding to some Marvels? The Marvels fall? I, I kind of um, noted that for you for quick takes because I imagine you yes. would like to talk about it uh, since we, we, we did that special episode a couple weeks ago. Yes. Do you want to save it for quick takes? Or? I do want to save it for quick takes, right. but just for, of course, one last item, of course, that's going to also blow your mind. Um, unfortunately, not only is Fantastic Four... Uh, pretty much just going to be all craziness and all that. Uh, But, of course, Mr. Ryan Reynolds, as we've just talked about now, him and, of course, our beloved Mr. Wolverine, the only one and only Mr. Hugh Jackman, are getting buffed and ready to go (laughs) for their ultimate age steel match, getting ready to tear each other apart to pieces in the Deadpool 3 movie, and we are super excited because, man... When is that coming out? They haven't set a release date yet. They're still doing uh, pre-production and everything else. And they're still getting more jacked. Yes, and they're still... That's, it's going to be so good. Oh, it's yes. going to be so kick-ass. Yes. Like, I, 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 don't get me wrong. I love all the other actors. Carl Urban, I love you. I love Daniel Radcliffe, but I'm sorry. You guys have nothing on Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Hugh Jackman oh. is still playing it after so many years, and oh. he still looks amazing. <laughs> Victor, I love it. Thank you so much for the Marvel DC updates, man. Oh, of course. Like uh, I said, th- this is going to be a, a crazy holiday season, so get ready, guys. Okay. <laughs> now, I guess w- before we continue on with the, the Christmas movie goodness here, this is kind of where I know Paul's a huge Godzilla fan, oh, and he kind of clued me into this yesterday, and Victor is messaging me this, this morning for some topics to work in. Hey, I saw Godzilla minus one. I would like to talk about it. And I was like, we, I can oblige. <laughs> so, I am too a Godzilla fan and a King Kong fan, but I'm so, both. Jane, you're, yep. you said you're a Godzilla King Kong fan also? Yep, I love them both. And I saw the Godzilla minus one. I did like oh, you it did see, Oh, you did see Godzilla oh. minus one? Because I think this, ju- this just hit theaters, I think here like a week ago or so, right? Not too long ago. Yeah. yeah. So th- yeah. I'll, I'll set this up for you guys. This is uh, uh, a 
this is a, a foreign release. So this is coming from Japan, straight from Japan, uh, all in Japanese and subtitled. Uh, so post-war Japan is at its lowest point when a new crisis emerges in the form of a giant monster baptized in the horrific power of the atomic bomb. So kind of like an origin story of Godzilla, safe to say. And this is not related to the recent Godzilla uh, versus Kong and Godzilla no, movies from the was, last like, so, 10 no, years, this right? Ba- this was back in the original ones. This yeah. was back when I was... Oh, This is like so the original is, canon. This yes, was because I brought this up to, uh, to Dale the other day, and I was like... I ne- I never saw a trailer for this. I never even heard about this movie, and then all of a sudden I see that it's playing at the River Cinema. I'm like, how did I not know that there's a new Godzilla movie coming out? So Vic- then I watched the trailer, and I was like, oh, because it's not. It wasn't an American-made movie. No, it's, it's it was made J- in Japan, man, and it looks amazing. Oh yeah, Vic- it was so. Kick-ass. Victor, I know you're really clued into the, the news, shakings, and happenings the behind the scenes. You know what kind of led up to this release, or just kind of what seemed like a surprise drop movie? Um. Well, this was because. As we know, oh, if oh, any, and I think I got a badass photo for this too. If you want oh, to throw it up, did you? So there, and then I got a, a cool wide one in the background too. I think you will love here on the green screen. Oh, oh, you may need a duck, Victor. Oh, oh look at that! Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I heard that they made him look completely badass. Oh, he was so kick ass. Oh, just the the fact that his tail was just like when he was ready to do his amazing just like blast, dude. His his spikes on his tail and through his spine would just go up and up, and then it just like bro. It was just like literally. It was like watching. It was like watching the atomic bomb go off. Like, because you, if any one of you seen Oppenheimer, when the bomb went off, all you heard was nothing but silence and then just bam, instant, like just everything being destroyed and demolished and one cloud of big mushroom smoke. What's with the, what's with the title minus one? Well, this was, uh, the minus one really isn't just, you know, for, it was just for basically just the title thing because it was from the original one. Uh, now back in the the early '60s when these ones were made. Now these were guys in suits, mind you, but this brilliant still made the way that they were made. Um, back in the day, of course, Godzilla, of course, was the number one Japanese movie series of that in the early '60s. Like first, it was just like when everyone saw this, like. Paul said, this was not made in America. These were just made in Japan. These were literally world phenomenons of their time. I mean, they went from franchises to cartoons to action figures to every little thing you can think of. These were just out-of-the-park movies. And that's why, you know, in America now, King Kong versus, you know, Godzilla was such a big thing. So minus one, this was not going to be the only origin story you'll see. This will be... This this takes place in the years following World War two right yes and that's why it's called minus one so, because another so, one so, uh, so how do you like up. how they set things up here to introduce oh. gods is it a long gradual build or do you do they kind of get them mixed in pretty early no they 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 introduce him very early man like they don't hold back like literally you'll see people just say like oh godzilla Godzilla, like literally, like in the 1990 movie with Matthew Broderick in them, like, you know, when the people, of course, on the island, he's like, what did you see, old man? And he literally just shows him the flame and he just throws it back and forth. And he was so afraid. He's like, Godzilla, Godzilla. So I I could be mistaken on this, but um, I thought I heard that this is a fact that uh, his name actually wasn't Godzilla. It was uh, in the original uh, Japanese movie, uh, and this was the 
American tran- uh, translation of it, but mm. they were watching the movie and everybody was saying, Gojira, Gojira. Yes. Which means run. Yes. So everybody saw it and they were saying, Gojira, run. Like, yes. run for your life. And then the American ab- adaptation of it was, they thought his name was Godzilla. Yes. Mm. So, I got so he yeah, didn't I actually see. have a name. They were just all saying Gojira, which mean, like apparently meant run. But yeah. I, could be, I could be totally yeah. mistaken on that. Jane. That makes sense. Jane. That makes sense. Kind of like Frankenstein's monster didn't have a name and yep. ended up being called Frankenstein by so many later. That makes a lot of sense. So, Jane, uh, you said you saw this too then? No, Paul, you were right. Yeah. That Gorgira was actually the original name of the Gorgira. Japanese version of going run. Like, run. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so what, what stood out to this among you, Jane? You, you, I didn't know you were a big Godzilla fan. Oh, yeah. I, I love, like, disaster movies or, you know dinosaurs and as they referenced him in the movie as like being the original like ancient dinosaur <laughs> so um kaiju kaijin kaiju kaiju uh what stood out for me was um that it was like it could see how easily that godzilla became so big in japan and across the world because you know with after world war Two mm. and the big loss and talking about how they didn't like um, being put on death missions as kamikaze pilots. And you see that they really needed a win. And them um, killing Godzilla was really their big win and something to be proud of. And that they got to choose to volunteer versus being voluntold. So I'm I'm really excited to see this. You you will love it. I'm thinking maybe I can try and take my daughter to it tonight or something. Um, I know you excitedly, when you you texted me about it a couple days ago, I had no idea about it. And I I think I kind of remember you mentioning like a year or so back, like how you're a huge Godzilla fan. So it must have been just a treat and a half when you're like, what, out now? (laughs) I love giant creature movies. I mean, you know, when you, the thing is, I love perspectives. Mm -hmm. You know, as an artist, I like seeing things in, Perspective. So when you they make these movies and they make these giant creatures that you know and show the perspective of you know you're in a car and you're looking up and all of a sudden you got a hand that's as big as a building uh-huh. coming down or him you know biting into uh, when the trail the trailer I saw of this like a train car. Mm. I love those kind of perspectives. Uh-huh. Now the other thing because uh, you know obviously now they're going to be coming out with the. Uh, King Kong X Godzilla, where yeah. they're going to be doing. I, I'm not sure exactly what's going to be going on with that, but King Kong the, X Cross Godzilla: The New Empire. Yeah, yeah. But the uh, King uh, Godzilla, King of Monsters. Mm. The ending of that movie is so fantastic mm. when he goes nuclear. Yeah, it's like you can't touch Godzilla. I mean, yeah. he literally becomes. A, a nuclear power plant. Yeah. Like walking and melting and radiating oh, everything yeah. in his path. Yeah. You can't like, touch him, dude. Like King, King Kong can't touch that. Nothing can touch that. Um, it, it, I, I mean, just, King, I just love the King Kong or the Godzilla movies. I mean, King Kong is badass. Don't get me wrong, because King Kong can fight with the best of them. And you can't ask for any more verses between those two. I mean, from the original 60, 60s one, where he literally just was taking Godzilla's tail and just literally spinning him around like he was nothing but a red. And then, of course, they didn't really get to finish their confrontation because they were evenly matched. Oh. And then when they did this movie, like, not too long ago, I thought, well, okay, well, we'll finally get to see who's the victor here. And, and don't, don't for, uh, so let's not forget the abomination of a movie like Fantastic Four 
Matthew Broderick's Godzilla. It wasn't the greatest one, I will admit. It was awful. It wasn't the greatest <laughs> one, I will admit. the garden. They, they did. And and also, the, the one thing that... He was I, an iguana. Well, it, was, it wasn't even just... It wasn't even just that. It was the fact that what made the movie terrible was that, number one, they made Godzilla a female. Godzilla's not a female. It's a male. Okay? Not, not a female. It's a male. And also, the, the fact that the story itself, it had its, it, it had its ups and downs. It just wasn't the it was greatest. stupid. It wasn't the greatest, <laughs> but you know, trust me. Let, let me assure you, and this is, like I said, there are terrible movies out there, ladies and gentlemen. This isn't the worst of them all, believe me. Is it the but, worst of the Godzilla movies? Yes, it, it does fit in there. Okay. But, but at the or, same, or least preferred. But, but I will. But I will say, the movie may have not been great. The soundtrack, though, was so kick-ass, though. Rage Against the Machines. I mean, you got your Miroquai. I mean, you got the Wallflowers. Like, that soundtrack. You got Puff I, I've been Daddy there before. Zeppelin. Badass soundtracks for movies I really don't care for. I have bought the soundtracks for in the past. Yes. Uh, we need to move things along, but to wrap it up on Godzilla Minus One, Victor, yeah. Jane, you guys seen it. Uh, final thoughts on it, and how would you say it ranks in the, in the echelon of uh, Godzilla movies? Uh, Jane, I'll throw it to you first. Uh, I liked that there was a good storyline and good writing, and uh, but also the action. So it had a little bit of everything. So thumbs up, it sounds like. Yeah, definitely a thumbs up, but you got to go in prepared to read. Oh, yeah, yep. Subtitles, facts, facts. All right, good deal. U- upper tier of Godzilla movies, it sounds like for you then. Yeah, I liked it. Good deal. Victor. I enjoyed this movie. It it was like I was a little kid again, you know, and much like Paul, I if you all know me, not only as a cinema buff as you all know me, but I am in love, an absolutely obsessive love with creature features. I it's it's literally my bread and butter and I love them to death. And I will tell you this, not only was this a great creature feature and going back to the original 60s versions that I loved as watching as a kid, but this will literally knock your freaking socks off. Now like Miss Jane said, you're going to have to read. And because I love foreign movies yeah, and fine. I like to read, you're going to have to read. It's not a big deal. But the action is so worth it, guys. So go see this. You're, you're going to so, thank us. Uh, I have one question for uh, both of you just really quickly. Of course. The, uh, the special effects on it, do they hold up to the American versions? Yes. Or is that, it? That and more. I know from that what, and what more. you showed me on the trailer the other day, it looked, looked uh, prom- very promising. Trust yeah. me. When you see this, Paul, you will... You you will literally just, yeah. I mean, look, special effects are on point. I mean, oh, look, look at this glowy tail in the background. Come on. <laughs> I think the American special effects might be a little bit better with, like, the CGI. But they made up for it in, like, kind of crazy antics that, like, you might have heard stories from your parents. Like, no, I don't think the government would have you do that kind of thing. Which is not you know true. They mean? would. Oh, <laughs> man. When they're on the boat, like they definitely well, would. It is definitely, <laughs> it is definitely ranking. What is happening here? Uh, Godzilla, Godzilla minus one is definitely ranking like almost perfect on both Rotten Tomato meters. Critics ninety seven percent, audience ninety eight percent. So just oh, yeah. aces all around. It was so kick ass. So another thing that's aces all around are our, our friends at O oh for Heaven's Cakes and more, located mm. on the north backside of the Grand Cities Mall, where there's nothing better than treating yourself to some to some 
uh, I cannot talk today. Good homemade baked goods. Yes, good homemade baked goods. And that's where O for Heaven's Cakes comes in. You'll find the best cupcakes and cakes for any special occasion or just a treat. And you can walk in to find out more. Uh, But O for Heaven's Cakes are located on the north backside of the Grand Cities Mall. Open Tuesday through Friday from 10 to 4. And on Saturdays from 9 to noon, give them a call. 701-757-2253 or email oforheavenscakes at yahoo.com. Be a beautiful cupcake in a world full of muffins. That's O for Heaven's Cakes in the Grand Cities Mall. And I did interview a couple of the bakers from O for Heaven's Cakes on the GFBS interview on Monday. They gave a great preview of the Christmas holiday baking season, and they also showed a bunch of photos from some of their awesome custom creations going on there. Uh, if you're a fan of baking or just Christmas goodies or any kind of baked goods, check out our interview with the O for Heavens crew from this past Monday on Grand Forks Best Source. All right. Well, we're going to keep this Christmas train chugging along. Uh, a couple other Christmas movies. We'll probably try and plow through these ones a little quicker. Uh, next up, we are going to talk about uh, another pair here. Best Christmas Ever, streaming on Netflix. And Candy Cane Lane, streaming on Amazon Prime Video. So we'll kick things off first with Best Christmas Ever. This is kind of what Netflix is marketing as. like It seems like their marquee Hallmark-style Christmas movie. Uh, so And that's right on Netflix. And it's starring... Uh, Heather Graham, Jason Biggs, Brandy Norwood, and Matt Sedino as kind of like the leads. And the synopsis for this is friendships are put to the ultimate test over a boastful holiday newsletter. So they kind of show this this uh, this friend uh, looking over the holiday newsletter, you know, we've all probably seen the holiday newsletters where everyone's, you know, very, very, you know, very proud of their families and just kind of talking about the recap of the year. And this is kind of hitting all those stereotypes. And, uh, and like this one lady's like, oh, this is my former friend. I don't know why she still sends me newsletters. Uh, the last thing I wanted, or I think she said, uh, the thing I want most is, but sarcastically is, is to go see her on Christmas. And, and as they're packing up the car to go visit their family for Christmas, uh, her like six or seven year old, like decides to plan the GPS coordinates for this, uh, uh, former best friend that, uh, I guess her husband used to date in high school. So that was played wow. by Jason Biggs. So uh, they kind of unintentionally, come to their doors uninvited on Christmas Eve, and they, they end up spending the Christmas holiday together. So it's just like, I, I and, but they try to be welcoming, and it, it, they try and get over their jealousy and figure out, wait a second, is your life really as good as it's made out to be? And there's a bunch of crazy mishaps, like, uh, throughout where the, uh, like, the, the, Charlotte Sanders, played by Heather Graham, she's accidentally ruining things in the in the house, trying to make it seem like she's sabotage, trying to sabotage her lifestyle, and and you know throughout the whole movie they're trying to make amends, and uh, and then there's kind of like a running thing, big build up towards the end of the movie where they're trying to make a, a, a Christmas pageant to keep the spirit of Santa alive because another Christmas movie kind of Hallmark style Christmas movie cliche is is Santa real or not, and they keep touching on it, and they're like, well, you know, we'll see him at the Christmas pageant at the end, and the way they pull that off at the end they kind of get a little creative with how they pull off having santa appear at the big christmas pageant at the end and you know it's kind of like one of those it's very very cliche it's trying to hit all those hallmark you no 
notes where, uh, you know, will these people put their old grievances aside and become best friends again for, for, for the children, for the spirit of Christmas. And I want to say it's great by any means. It was okay. I was kind of watching it in the background. I heard a lot of hype for it, but uh, I'd say it's so-so. It's maybe like one of those movies if you're looking for something different to watch. Maybe if you want to have something on in the background while they're wrapping presents or preparing dinner or just for something for the kids to watch. I think kids will get a kick out of this more more, more, more humor for the kids in here with some of the kid jokes. But uh, I, I'd say it was okay. Not a resounding recommendation. I'd say it's just kind of so-so. Uh, I'm just surprised that Heather Graham is in this and Jason Biggs. I haven't seen them in yeah, anything I've seen Jason Biggs time. in a long time. Uh, directed by Mary Lambert, who directed the original Pet Cemetery. So which, which I guess must be a, be a big Christmas fan. Which still surprises me because the original Pet Cemetery, man, like... What what a what a gem that was! But yeah, net uh, Rotten Tomato rankings, critic aggregate forty two percent, audience nineteen percent. Uh, if I'm thinking, that sounds like a pass. Yeah, I'd yeah, say this say, this wow. is a pass. It's not horrible, but it's not great either. I'd say from like an out of ten scale, I'll probably give it like I'd say like a four and a half out of ten. Oh Netflix! Yeah. Wow, yeah. what a but, uh, you really must have. Did, been did anyone something. else here get a chance to see Best Christmas Ever on Netflix? I, I'm sorry, no. <laughs> it, it, the good thing about it is it is super short. I think it's like only about like eighty minutes, so you can. Get through it pretty quick. Sounds like so. eighty minutes of my life. I won't get back. That's yeah. So <laughs> I won't get back. So big, big pass. So yeah, big, big Damn, pass. I, I, I wouldn't say it's a big fail, thing? but I th- Paul, I think that's a fair thing to say. A fair way to classify it. A big pass, not a big fail. A big pass. <laughs> but uh, but uh, Jane, uh, I know this is one you are super excited for, and you filled me in a lot about this. It's streaming on Amazon Prime Video, and you kind of sent me some uh, some links to some uh, some critic feedback here, Ooh, saying it's like the most watched uh, Amazon Prime premiere from like his first week out or something like that some big stats and they're actually Amazon is doing like a big you sent me a link how Amazon's doing a big tour they're sending a truck along touring the country promoting uh, this movie called Candy Cane Lane starring Eddie Murphy so yeah yeah, they got Philadelphia and um, and then in Atlanta Georgia and then a couple days after that, they'll be in Washington, D.C. And a couple days after that, they'll be in Miami. Are you going to try and see the candy cane lane truck? Ah, uh, no, because um, Atlanta is like four hours north of me. So it's. Oh, it's a just a, just a, that's like just like a half a tank of gas. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but no, yeah. So I'll set this up to you and I'll throw it to you. Uh, or Victor, Paul, did you either you get a chance to see Candy Cane Lane? I knew a lot about it, but and uh, who was starring in it. But no, I, did, I didn't get to watch it. So this, so here's the setup for it. According to IMDb, a man is determined to win the neighborhood's annual Christmas decorating contest. He makes a pact with an elf to help him win, and the elf is played by Jillian Bell. Uh, and the elf casts a spell that brings the twelve days of Christmas to life, which brings unexpected chaos to town. Uh, Jane, I did not have a chance to watch this. I know you're pretty big on on it. Um, wanting to make sure I did. I I did get a chance to see another Christmas movie we'll be talking about later, but. I, I saw the trailer for this and I kept thinking that this movie was right up your alley because it's big on decorating the house for Christmas. And as you can see, you are big on decorating. Yeah, I, lo- I love um, doing a little something for each holiday. I always loved, uh, wanted to have as many little traditions as I could for my kids growing up because um, we didn't always do all that stuff. And I know I had a lot of friends whose parents did. And uh, I always thought that was nice. Um to incorporate the traditions and one of the traditions i did with my kids happened to be a big part of this movie which was the 12 days of christmas so uh 
I know their father had always said, oh, your mother invented a holiday because we would sing the song each night and then we'd open a a family gift to like do together, like a board game or a book or uh, a video game we could play, something like that. So they kind of capture those, they capture the the, the spirit of that in, in Candy Cane Lane. Yeah, they did, because um, the thing that he goes to buy is the 12 Days of Christmas uh, Christmas tree. And so it has all the figurines on there. And then, um, so in addition to that, when he goes um, to this, and it's like the most suspicious thing ever. <laughs> he's he's driving around, and they're having a contest. Have you seen those, like, um, Christmas light fight TV shows? Where they decorate and they give out prizes on... Kind of make a reality TV. show out of Christmas decorating? Yeah. Yeah, they have those for both Christmas and Halloween, or they have, like, the bake-off ones. So in this movie, that is happening. And um, Eddie Murphy's character and Tracy Ellis Roth, uh, they're, first off, amazing. All of the characters are named after something to do with Christmas. We've got Eddie Murphy as Chris, um... Tracy Ellis Roth's name is Carol. Their daughters are like Holly and um, a couple others. But so they're decorating to win $100,000. And the tree, um, so the, the elf that they made a deal with, uh, when he checks out at the register, he just signs his name. But there's fine print like. I saw that in the trailer. <laughs> He has some fine print, and it's um, if he doesn't complete a certain task um, before the bell chimes eight, and in her in her store she has a little Christmas village with a bell tower that will chime at eight p.m. on Christmas Eve. Um, so he has to collect um, the golden rings, and then if, but she always cheats at this game, and so if she wins, he becomes a little metal. T- um, Christmas village person in her Christmas village forever. So she's this evil elf named Peppermint. And mostly, though, you get the most of it is the family is all working together at Christmas to complete this task of collecting the golden rings. And they're also decorating and hoping to win $100,000, which is perfect. And then, of course, nobody's Christmas goes perfect. And Eddie Murphy's been laid off oh, no. from his job at Christmas. So you've got the horror that is the evil boss did he laying get a, people off did, at did Christmas he, time. Did he get a subscription to the Jelly of the Month Club? <laughs> uh, they gave. They did give him a really funny parting gift, yes. Yeah, so oh, I love it. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, it, He's like, thanks. I guess I'll take my fleece. I'm guessing their, their decorating is a, a, probably a little bit more elaborate than just a house of nothing but light bulbs oh yeah eddie murphy goes all out and all of his decorations are hand carved uh so he goes all out into building each and every one of his and then of course to his dismay when he puts so much work into his his neighbor across the street just has a bunch of blow-ups so So, and his neighbor wins oh gosh they, so like, oh, you oh, ruined it for me. Spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers. No. I'm kidding. Oh, sorry. No, no, just kidding. No. But what would you say? It's, you sound pretty positive on this. What worked the most for you out of Candy Cane Lane? Why, 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 is it, why is this one sounds like it, this is a winner for you? 
oh, there's lots of Christmas chaos to go around, but it's, it's really um, happy and upbeat, and it's got a lot of little quirks. But come on, look at the cast. It's Eddie Murphy. Who doesn't love to see him back That's, on the big screen? That is cool, yeah. That's I mean, Just from... Was- what I saw in the trailer, it does seem like the cast as well. And Eddie Murphy seems like he's not sandbagging it. It sounds like he's just not in this for a paycheck. He looks like he's legit into the role. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think the acting was good. The script was good. Um, there wasn't a moment where I was like, oh, God, who wrote this one? You know, it was it was just really good. Well, there's a reason I why you can't be. Really good job. Well, there's a reason why you can't be in a movie with Eddie Murphy because he plays all the parts. Like literally, he plays every part of <laughs> every part of his movies. All right. So, saw a tidbit um, on the what was it? The Jennifer Hudson show. She had uh, the son was being interviewed, and they said uh, Eddie Murphy, if he is not um, on set at all. He has a double stand-in for him the whole time, unless yes. he has the camera <laughs> on, his, on face. his face. Oh wow! Yeah. You see Eddie, the back of Eddie Murphy? That's his double in this movie. Yes, <laughs> he's, he's, I'm, I'm imagining he's getting paid handsomely well. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Oh gosh. So sounds like definite recommendation for you on Candy Cane Lane. Absolutely, I, I'd say it's better than some of his other movies. It's just Heck he yeah. did a great job. Awesome! Very very cool. Well, we are going to move things along here, and uh, we're going to, I guess, take another quick breather from the Christmas movies. And Paul has been keeping me up to date on this next uh, TV series we're going to be talking about here. Uh, this comes from Angel Studios. It's, the, it's, I believe, just a streaming series, right, Paul? Uh, yeah. Okay, it's, it's called The Chosen, and I think you could stream it off their website, or is it on a streaming service? Uh, yeah, so it's on Prime. Uh, okay, it is on Amazon Prime. Okay. Otherwise, good. if you go to Angel Studios, uh, there will actually be somebody that will donate uh, money to let you watch it, and then you can thank them for giving oh, yeah, the right. for giving the donation to be able to watch the show or yes. that episode. The, yes. They're doing the same thing like they did that because they also did the movie. Uh, was it a uh, Kids uh, Sound of Sound of Freedom? Yes. Or, uh, where Sound, they did yes. Sounds of Freedom. So they got the, yeah. don't they call it a pay it forward, right? Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, ladies and gentlemen, for just a quick pro quo, um, for those of you who don't know, uh, Sounds of Freedom was a great movie. Um, and Angel Studios, which is an independent company, uh, like they say, if you donate, they will let you watch it for free. And it's a really great film company. And plus, again, it's a well, pay for I, th- I think you could watch it free without donating. But if you like you, it afterwards, you then you could donate so other people can watch it. You right? can, but they w- they would like you know you don't have to yeah. if you don't want to. I mean, but it's you recommended. Know, it's not, yeah, it's yeah. recommended if you do. It's yeah, just it's, like to pay it for. I mean, I watched it on Prime. I should have probably watched it on Angel Studios, yeah. but I don't have that like app on my TV. But you know, it, it's neat. Like if you pull it up on your phone, and it'll say, "Mary, whatever." Uh, donated for you to be able to watch this yeah. episode, and then uh, you have like a minute to send them a thank you message. Yeah. Oh, what, which hey, is which is pretty cool. It's pretty yeah. heartfelt. And yeah. It's really nice so, that they do that. I should probably set up the chosen here. So according to IMDb, this is a historical drama based on the life of Jesus Christ and those who knew him. Set against the backdrop of Jewish oppression in the first century Israel, the series shares an authentic look at Jesus's revolutionary life and teaching. So this is like about 30 episodes or so, right, Paul? Yeah, I just finished. Uh, they just wrapped up episode uh, season three. And I figured this is probably pretty fitting, considering it is about Jesus Christ, yep. which is what Christmas is about, mm-hmm. not Santa. Um, <laughs> you know, Accurate. It's true. It's, it's <laughs> so, not about Santa. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm not a, like a church going person or mm-hmm. anything. So this, it's it's really interesting because um, the 
this move this show doesn't take place of like you know seeing like the traditional you know the virgin mary and you know christ being a baby and all this kind of stuff it takes place like when he's just coming into uh people getting to know him and him finding his apostles mm. kind of coming of age almost so it's it's about him coming out as the as the messiah and so he's got his uh, apparently his cousin John the Baptist mm. who has a uh, short part in this um but it's mostly about him finding his apostles and him spreading the word of uh him mm. being the new messiah and, and uh his followings and his teachings mm. and so it ha- you know it, it goes through you know him encountering and finding like i said all the apostles so he's got i think it was so you got big nate little nate you got andrew you got uh judas uh you got uh there's two simons <clears throat> excuse me uh there's matthew uh and so he he's finding all of these apostles to spread his word and and showing the uh, miracles that he's performing to for people to follow him so we're like even after season three we're not getting into like him being crucified or anything like that this is all just his teachings yeah for everybody to to know that he is changing everything as far as the uh religion that everybody has followed yes it's really it's a really interesting story and it is really really well done mm. so, certain like bible story that comes to mind that they thought that they like wow this is a whole way they brought it to appear on the big screen or on, 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 on your t- on your app or tv there yeah i mean so spoiler alert so if you close your ears you know for the the ending of uh season three but this was an awesome scene to to wrap up the season but they show all of his apostles in a in a boat that are caught in a storm on the ocean mm. and he shows up and he's walking on water on the ocean mm. to come and uh save them and mostly save uh one of his very first apostles Simon from uh falling from belief of him and so you see like Simon walking on water over to him and then falling in the water because he's he's losing faith mm. and then you know jesus reaches in the water grabs him pulls him out but jesus is in the middle of the ocean walking on water to save these guys mm. in a boat through this horrific storm and then as soon as he saves him calm waters mm. but it shows like uh all these miracles that he performs to get people to so he's proving that he is the the new messiah mm. and the uh you know the the jewish community that was like the originators that you know they're calling him a false prophet and you know and he's swaying all these people and now we're getting into he's starting to bring together the um gentiles and all these other ones and the people that were unclean he's you know making them clean again and it's 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 really really well done the acting is phenomenal mm. You know, for some something that's just like not right out of Hollywood, mm. this is just really well done. I don't know what Angel Studios like has for a budget, but I mean they're 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 killing it. Yeah, this is like right up there with like HBO quality or the or like, only, And you know, I, I saw that you know the audience review is ninety eight percent. There is one thing that I'm like the only thing that I I don't really like about it is every now and then it'll have like this kind of like 
I don't want to say sons of anarchy, but just the, you know, like the, the grouping, the team, you know, oh, like they're okay. all walking into the, you oh, know, into God, the, yeah. you know, it's like in playing the, you know, the corny oh, yeah. music and stuff. So that is the only thing that I think was kind, kind of, of cheesy. mugging for the camera. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the only thing I would think it was kind of cheesy is like, you know, Jesus is walking with his apostles and they're like, you know, going down the field. <laughs> what do they got like a badass metal rock <laughs> or something? Yeah. <laughs> so I think they had to keep, I, yeah, I think they had to do that just to keep people interested in a little bit, but, but otherwise, yeah. It's, but yeah, I think it's, I think it's just really cool that, you know, I mean, they don't even mention that, you know, Mary is a virgin. They just introduce her as his mom mm-hmm. and then Joseph as his like kind of like stepdad. Yeah. And, you know, so they, they don't even go into the birth of him, I, at least not yet. Yeah. It's just he he's the the new rabbi that everybody is starting to yeah. follow and he's gaining his this follow that. And it's just, you know, it started with 10, yeah. then it's now 1,000, now it's 10,000, and it's just it's his teachings and everybody is starting to hear about him. And just kind of the how Jesus came to be. Well, it's funny because, like, I, and, and if you all watched our last episode on, you know, the Ten Commandments, of course, like, Exodus, Gods and Kings versus Ten Commandments, like, Ten Commandments won with that, like, a landslide. Mm-hmm. The, the the funny thing, like, with Paul in the show had said was that, you know, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, yes, Christmas is not about Santa Claus, although that is nice to hear, but it's more about, you know, you know, Jesus and his, you know, Apostles, You know, Jesus, of course, the reason why a lot of people, of course, did these things, these horrible things to this man was because a lot of people, they were afraid. Everyone is afraid of change. Let's get let's be honest here. Everyone is afraid of change. Nobody likes change of any kind. I am one of those people who doesn't like change. Now, am I going to do bad things to people because I don't like change? No. The only reason why he gathered all these people and people believed in him is because, of course, God is not a genie. Religion is not a genie, okay? It's not going to give you wishes if you say, well, I want this, I want that. That's not how religion works. If you believe in something, it's believing in something. It's whatever you want to do. It's like when people say, well, I don't want to, I don't like standing in my own way. Well, the only reason people stand in their own way of their dreams and their hopes and every aspirations they have is because they don't believe in what they're doing. So if you believe in what you're doing, just like you believe in him, I'm pretty sure you'll be fine. Yeah, that, and that's what the whole show is about. It's about yeah. faith. Yeah. So and, just believe. And if you, you know, believe. and one of the one of the lines in this mm-hmm. show that is so great because uh, he has one of the um, original. I don't know what the like Jewish community where they because they they don't believe that. Uh, they, originally, apparently, they said that God is can't be in human form. Yeah. And so now Jesus is being in human form, but. Yeah. So one of these guys that says that you're a false prophet, yeah. and the guy that's uh, the Jew, he says, you know, the the law of Moses says yeah. that you you know, uh, God doesn't come in human form, yeah. And Jesus looks at him, and he says, I am the law of Moses. <laughs> so, wow. you know, oh man, so, so. It's, you know, it's it's got some it's got some really really good stuff, and, and the acting, like I said, is great. But I know we're running on time. I was so going to say, on. sounds like thumbs resounding thumbs up for the chosen, and you can find it on Amazon Prime Video or the Angel Studios website. So next up, great. Gene, you said you got a special treat for us here. Uh, you got a special live reading of. Uh, it's a very quick. Uh, but a children's book, why don't you set it up for us here? That is uh, 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 
not a children's book, but it's a Christmas book. Yes, children's book. Twas the night before Christmas, based on one of their episodes. Oh, cool. I'm so excited! So, so the, gold- fan of the Golden Girls. Golden Girls. Oh my goodness! All right, take it away, Jane. I'm so excited. <laughs> this book's again. What is this book officially called? The official title. The Golden Girls. Twas the night before Christmas. Oh, I'm All so right, excited. There we go. All right, go for it. Okay. Twas the night before Christmas, and on Richmond Street, three girls decked the halls, and they made each room neat. Only three of the four. Uh, Their children and siblings were soon to be there. Ma finished her famous lasagna with care. Hmm. Hey, Dale, you remember us always having lasagna? Oh, yeah. Lasagna is like, uh, yeah, well, we have one half of the family's go-to Christmas dish. Still is, still is. (laughs) Yeah, I recommended Mom to make that because of the Golden Girls. (laughs) I had no idea it was officially related to the Golden Girls. Holy crap, that's awesome. Yeah, I do remember. Oh, 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 go ahead, go ahead. (laughs) But a storm was coming, a hurricane night. The planes heading in were unable to fly. They're in Florida. Outside, the wind howled. A tree snapped a branch. Rose looked up in alarm. Holy cow, where is Blanche? Across town, the men whooped and they whistled to thank her as Blanche jingled her bells at the old rusty anchor bar. (laughs) (laughs) While Ma in her sweatshirt and Dorothy in a vest had just settled down for a much-needed rest, Rose snug with her teddy bear laid down on her laid down her head while visions of St. Olaf danced in her head. Mm. All at once, through the rain, came a curious sight, a round silhouette in the full moon's pale light, and from the porch came the voice of a man. The girls winced as they heard him say, Hi, it's me, Stan. You remember? Stan is Dorothy's ex-husband? Yes. Yeah. He was dressed up like Santa, but raged and droopy. He lost all his money on fake... Reindeer poopy. Oh, so lordy. Oh, Stan. The horse races and lost all his money. Oh, Stan. His tale of woe made dear Rose start to cry while Dorothy grimaced and gave the side eye. (laughs) After years spent with Stanley, she knew in a flash the only holiday gift he wanted was cash. (laughs) Well, met that type, right, Dale? Oh, my gosh. Like, yeah, give me some money. Yep, yep. Hook it up, yo. No. (laughs) Oh, and here's the line you're waiting for, Victor. Yes, yes. Sophia cut in with a long-winded story. Picture it. Sicily, the year 1940. Yes. Something about about a goat, Linguinian theft. Whatever it meant, it worked. Stan quickly left. Yes. A moment later, Blanche whirled through the front door. She was wet. She was cold. She was dressed like a... Elf? Elf. Oh, I see what they did there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rose explained that their family simply couldn't get there. It's just rain, Blanche lamented. How rude, I declare. So into the kitchen, the four girls paraded. Feeling down and depressed, the fridge was quickly raided. There was cookies and ice cream, hot cocoa to make, a salami or two, and three types of cheesecake. <laughs> For hours, the girls talked, and they laughed, and they shared. It's likely a few, a few flashback episodes aired. Then suddenly, like a true holiday spell, the girls realized they were all family as well. You could hear them exclaim as the day came to an end, Merry Christmas, and thank you 
for being a friend. Oh, Aww. hey, there you go. What? A, what? A, that okay? That was a very, very clever and amazing ending. I do remember the theme song. I completely forgot the theme song to the Golden Girls. But that was, was one that, of the most iconic theme songs. Yes, of the and, and it's a very good feel-good song. I I know that was probably what safe to say that's Mom's favorite TV show, Golden Girls. I think she watched it on reruns. Maybe still to this day. I'm sure they're still airing reruns. So. Oh my gosh, that was awesome, Jane. That was so great. Th- that book just come out then, or um, or did you just get it recently, or? Yeah, I, I just got it um, this month. I saw it on Amazon Prime. Guilty. Oh, love it! <laughs> like I'm a big Golden Girls fan. I remember watching it while I was up babysitting late at night. Mm-hmm. So same, oh, still, yeah. still a Golden Girls fan. A shout out and peace to my my home girl. Yeah. you know Betty White. Betty White passed away at the beginning of this I year. I know she, she was the OG man. She was the true OG. Mm-hmm. Yeah, last she was, one. She was amazing. She was I was blue. so excited for her to have her 100th birthday yeah. party. I know. Just shortly before. Yeah. Like, literally. It was like, what, a couple weeks or so? Yeah, yeah. it was not even a week away. And I think she they was even, like, yeah. They even had, like, a big TV special lined up for it and everything. Yes. But, uh, yeah, oh. a big party planned. I was like, man. Yeah. But, uh. We should keep moving along, and for this next batch of two reviews, we should make them really quick because we are running pretty long. May make them maybe no more than a couple minutes each, so I will try and breeze through this. Uh, two theatrical Christmas movies we're going to be talking about, The Holdovers and Silent Night. Both are actually playing right now at the River Cinema 15. Yes, I want to see uh, those. I saw, I, I saw both. I saw The Holdovers actually on Thanksgiving night, and I saw Silent Night just yesterday. I was just able to make it to the theater in time, so we'll start things off with The Holdovers. And, uh, you know, I, I'm not sure. I didn't catch the studio that made this, but it does give me the vibe of that awesome indie A24-style movie feel. Uh, but uh, This was Focus Features. Focus Features. Okay, Very yeah, that's like company. same caliber of movie, indie movie company, I would say. Yeah. Makes highly prestige movies. Not the same film company, but they are they are both similar very, style. In the yeah. same in the way they yeah. do. They make very good independent yeah. movies. Really good indie movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Focus is awesome. So, synopsis for this is a cranky history teacher played by Paul Giamatti, great casting for a cranky history teacher, is at a remote prep school and he's forced to remain on campus over the holidays with a troubled student who has no place to go. So, this prep school uh, all the kids go off for Christmas vacation, but there's always a select random sampling of students who can't make it for plans for family vacation because they're too far out of town or the plans just don't work out. And so they have to stay at the prep school for a Christmas break, and one of the teacher staff gets to be selected to watch over the kids during Christmas break. So for two weeks, it's just Paul Giamatti, the selected faculty member, and then a chef, a janitor, and six students. And the lead student of these hoodlums is uh, uh, Angus Tully, played brilliantly by Dominic Sessa. And, uh, and eventually, after like a few days, something happens to all the other students where they get to go on a last-minute vacation. So for like 10 or 11 of these 14 days, it's just Angus and Paul Giamatti's uh, teacher character. And uh, and so it's just them kind of, for, kind of begrudgingly forming this father-son uh, relationship and then the chef gets in on it too because they have nightly meals and they go to a couple of trips on the town they go to a christmas party where hey things start to look like they're actually starting to get along and they actually go on a night on the town in boston mm-hmm. and things seem to be getting better and better and hey these guys are starting to like each other but then there's a twist thrown in and there's a big conflict and uh yeah it, it, it i really like the conflict they throw in the end i did not see it coming uh 
and just the way they wrap it up and 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 just kind of how it all comes together uh it, it has that dry comedy feel it's a serious drama but they have dry comedy mixed in yeah. throughout where it's like okay yeah the, the, like especially by angus's character or character angus a student he has a lot of just good dry wit so if you're a fan of dry wit uh this has it in spades and uh Comedy is, or Christmas is here throughout. It takes place during Christmas vacation, and uh, though it, I wouldn't say it's really about the Christmas spirit, it is in a way, but it, in an unconventional style. Jane, did you get a chance to see this? Yeah, I sure did. I don't know. How are you with me? Are you are, are you kind of uh, same? Uh, do you think I'm kind of hitting the right notes, or do you have a different takeaway from it? Yeah, I think you're hitting the right notes. It shows you what Christmas can be like for other people. Yeah, you know. Oh, there's so many lucky people out there that are having the traditional Christmas or maybe their um, parents and they're getting that really joyful Christmas of seeing their kids open presents. But this shows um, a few different versions of what Christmas could be like instead. And I, I like it. It's more realistic. And, you know, a lot of times you don't really hear these kind of stories. You just hear um, a lot of the happier stories. So Traditional family Christmases. But this is, yeah, Christmas yeah. stuck with people against your will for a couple of weeks yeah and that like you said there is some little uh humor in there like the the whole haircutting thing yeah yeah <laughs> alexander so Payne, some of those man. things you might not think about from um people who have different amounts of money uh what kind of things they come up with yeah, and just, yeah, a lot of great, a lot of great little moments in here too, where they kind of show each other kind of getting improv in the lines. Where I'm sure we've all run into the situation where you run into an old classmate or old coworker you haven't seen for years, just crossing the street, and you have that awkward, "Oh, how are things going for you?" And you know, do you do you tell them how things are, or if they're for better or for worse? Do you brag yourself up? I thought probably, that was probably like one of my favorite scenes in the movie, and just how yeah. those two just kind of improv this great little half truth kind of, and uh, yeah, one of my favorite scenes from the movie. I absolutely love this movie. Uh, critics, uh, aggregates are going great on Rotten Tomatoes. Critics, 96. Audience, 91%. Uh, Jane, before I get your final thoughts, uh, Victor Paul, has this movie been on your guys' radar? I have been wanting to see this for a long time. I love Paul Giamatti, and I, yeah. love, I love Alexander Payne, who is the director of yeah. this movie. He has, Payne, dire- yeah. he has directed many of my favorites, which are The Descendants, Election, and Nebraska. Uh, he also was a, a partially created or so for uh, Paul Giamatti's uh, character in the movie Sideways, if you've ever seen that yeah, movie. Sideways, great. So I'm really excited to see this, uh, of course, this uh, this weekend. So I'm very excited to see it. I'd never even heard of this. Oh, yeah. Is it uh, in theaters or is it in theaters? It's in theaters, theaters, yeah. in theaters okay. Yeah, I saw it late Thanksgiving night. I got done celebrating a family in town. I think I still got uh, time to catch the last showing. And I was there from like 1030 to 1230. It's like two hours on the dot. But it was great. I did not even get sleepy at all. I was dialed in all the way. Uh, like a good, serious, heartfelt Christmas movie. Jane, final thoughts? Yeah, it was really good to seeing uh all the different little versions of what everyone else had going on. Cause sometimes as we get older, we kind of just start to think it's might, might be mostly the same for people, but you go back to that high school young age and you get to see a, a whole lot more of what's out there. All right. Next, next movie we're talking about. Si- did, you, did you have a, 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 a uh, corner for the, that one so people can just see oh, the, the yep i think i either i had a corner uh, a corner or a wide shot uh one or the other i, I had one uh i think uh what was it called uh holdovers and then the other one's called silent night so one of them i got a corner for I mean, the other I think, I think that's it. oh yep this that's is silent, silent night. night yep oh. 
And then uh, holdovers. I th- oh, yeah, up one, Paul, or up. Yep, there you go. Okay. Yep, oh, there okay. we go. So that's what you want to look for at the theater. Yep, the holdovers. Yep, there you go. You got the poster art there. Paul Giamatti front and center. And yeah, perfect casting with Paul Giamatti as a cranky old teacher who does not want to be there. <laughs> okay. Oh, perfect. my God. And that scene with the Christmas tree, Dale. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. The, 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 go for it, Jin. And the presents, too. Yes. Oh Paul Giamatti decides to get in the Christmas spirit. Hey, I got a tree and I got your presents. And I will not spoil it there. The way they pull it off is him trying to celebrate Christmas is great. Let's move and things. He's so enthusiastic about it, yes. too. He's like, this is great. He's like, look, I tried. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right. Who, who who here has saw Silent Night? I think that just came in the that, theater last weekend. That still is on. Like I said, I'm going to see it this weekend, so I, I'm ready to go. Well, John we, Woo, bro. Yeah. John, John Woo. A John Woo Christmas action movie. Actually, Christmas is only like 5% of the movie. Chris is, it all kicks off uh, where a grieving father enacts his long-awaited revenge against a ruthless gang on Christmas Eve because the opening scene takes place on Christmas Eve where the lead actor here, played by... Joel Kinnanman as Brian Godlock. Uh, something happened to him on Christmas Eve, and they show him chasing this gang down. And, well, he shouldn't have chased a gang down, and they get the better of him, and he has to go through this big uh, this big ordeal to rehab and plotting revenge over the course of a year against this gang. Uh, Jane, I kind of really kicked things off here for uh, Holdovers. Why don't you kick things off for Silent Night for how you thought this movie delivered on its premise? Wow. Uh Jeez, it I, I thought his acting was kind of um really good in the beginning there, you know, with the rehab loss. process. Uh not oh, so oh, the rehab going through process, loss. But yeah, the loss of a child and um like he portrayed that all really accurately. He he you know, kinda reminded me of that scene um during Maleficent when she just cry screams yeah and she she lets it out and he did that really well it was just it it felt more like you're watching a best friend that had been through an incredible loss i think he's a great actor he's a very good actor what what has been a few of his other roles uh you all may remember him from a little movie that that james gunn uh, also yes he was in the uh reboot of robocop but he was also colonel rick flag in the new suicide squad movie oh yeah that's right yes that's right yes I used in a, a really popular TV show too. Um, well, it wasn't really TV. I mean, it was streamed, mm-hmm. but it was you know graphic. Um, oh yeah, he I, was. I, I can't remember the name of it now, but yeah, and I know what a, you're talking about. It yeah, really, he it was, was really popular. But yeah, so this is a very this yeah they yeah they the, he loses his child at the beginning, and yeah, I really like how they show him going through loss and going through rehab, and. Uh, yeah, it's it just and then you kind of see him. What what do you think about how they kind of portray him as just kind of being this everyday guy and training over the course course of a year? Because just an everyday guy wants to take on this gang on his own. They kind of sh- really go into detail to show him like learning firearms one hundred and one, learning bodybuilding one hundred and one, learning badass driving one hundred and one. How did you think they accomplished that? Uh, I thought they did a really good job with the physical acting, which obviously they had to since. It, you know, the title Silent Night, but I don't know. Did you kind of wish there was maybe more of a written dialogue? Yeah, so I I don't know. I did not see the trailer for this movie. Or I saw half a trailer, and then I was like, all right, I want to see this. I'm going to go see it. I don't know if they really conveyed this in the trailer. So this could be some major, I don't know if you want to say this is a twist. You may want to skip the next 30 seconds in here. Uh, 
just in case, a big twist for this movie, there is no spoken dialogue at all between the actual actors in this movie throughout. There is an audible dialogue in the background you can kind of see, or uh, some parts where the characters are kind of crying a little bit, and they're kind of mumbling a little here and there. The little bits of uh, dialogue that are in here is through a limited amount of text messaging throughout the film. Not nonstop, I'd say, well, maybe there's only like a total of, what, what, 30 texts throughout the film, maybe? But throughout... very little total script yeah i'm sure that they read mm. for the part like all the acting is pretty much in the beginning of the movie because but if you love action movies yes if you love the big explosions if you John love Woo, the boy. Yep. and if you love the good guy getting the bad guy this yes. is a great movie because it has John all of that Woo, but it's it's not non-stop but in a good way they they build up to him building up his revenge it's like I want to say this is like an hour, 45 minutes. That's like the last 30 to 40 minutes is where the action starts. But once the action starts, it does not let up. And I like how it kind of starts small. It has like all these peaks and valleys where it lets you breathe. And they have another big scene where he's facing another big onslaught. And one of the producers for this has also worked on John Wick. So you get that, that John Woo and John Wick style hybrid of action just paying off in a big way, wouldn't you say? Yeah. 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 It definitely had lots of big action, which was good. I, I did wish that there was like maybe a little bit more dialogue. Yeah. Like, I mean, it even was, if even if it wasn't from him, like from the supporting actors, yeah. but it was like kind of surprising that they didn't have that. But good. they still did a good job. If if you just want to have like maybe if it was uh, a movie you end up buying, you know, yeah. you could have it on in the background easily, yeah. and you don't have to worry about um, inappropriate language yes. with your kids <laughs> walking in. Yeah, yeah. There, that's actually, yeah. yeah well, there is some good. graphic. There's a lot of blood, <laughs> but but it's all it's all it's silly John, and over man. the top. But yeah, I thought they nailed it. I thought it was a very daring, a very brazen uh, direct, cinema direction to go with no dialogue. But I thought they nailed it. Great well, have, stuff. Well, have you you seen? I, I'm sure if if Jane or you have ever seen The Revenant, of course, with Leonardo DiCaprio. When yes, he, yes, yeah. So like during that whole process of him getting buried and him getting his throat slashed by the bear what uh alejandro and aritu said the one thing he couldn't do was speak throughout the entire movie and so he's like that's what i liked about and that's what i liked about not only the revenant but i like about this movie and the fact that you said that because the fact of an actor it's just like going back to silent era movies where you couldn't say anything you had to really give your yourself body your body language, yeah, yeah the body language and just your eyes itself just to show how much pain and anguish this man's going through and how much the actors had to be like okay we we understand what you're doing you're you're acting it out we don't we don't like we can't speak to you in this way but the dialogue itself is like well, we can't we can't always use that as a scapegoat. We have to use our bodies to really show yes. you what we're feeling here, Great. and that's what makes it cool. Mm-hmm. So I so, thought that. So Jane, it sounds like we're both in the same boat. Same boat here. High, high recommendation for Silent Night. At least I'm really high on it. I'm probably thinking like a nine out of ten. Yeah, I, I think it was a good watch. And if you're a woman and you want to see a woman be a little bit of a badass, or maybe you get to see a woman in that role too towards the end. Yeah, John absolutely, Woo. absolutely. That's yeah, John Woo boy, that's John Woo. Not something you always see in action flicks. All right, well, n- uh, well, no, technically that's not true. Uh, Ellen Ripley in Alien, uh, of course, Gina Davis in, of course, uh, The Long Kiss Goodnight. Yeah. I mean, I could go on. There are I mean, many action. There, there are examples, but it's definitely not the norm. It, it can be. Yeah. It can be. It was back in the day, yeah. so 
that's why. But, but no, yeah, there are there are definitely. No, there are definitely yeah. some. I was just saying, normally yeah. it tends to be like a hundred percent men, mostly. Yeah, most mostly happens. for sure. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Uh, yeah, it's it's still not the best uh, like necessarily role when you th- talk about gangs and of course you have drugs involved, but it still was like neat that they even chose that at all. Yeah. No, but we need to keep things moving along here. Still got a bit of show left. We're probably going to try and get through this as fast as we can. Uh, we got to give a shout out to our next sponsor at Churchill Shoes. Churchill Shoes has moved. One of the largest SAS dealers in the upper Midwest is now in the Grand Cities Mall and ready to find you a pair of shoes that you will love. At Churchill Shoes, they measure both feet to make sure you're getting the proper fit. They carry men's and women's styles and offer free special orders when shoes aren't in stock and free in-town delivery. Churchill Shoes has operated in Grand Forks for over 65 years and over 75 years of shoe fitting experience on their staff and can cater to all of your footwear needs. Open Monday through Friday from 9 to 5 and Saturday from 9 to 3. Call 701-772-8256 or online at churchillshoesnd.com. Next time you're in need of footwear, give us a try. Your feet will be glad you did. Churchill Shoes in the Grand Cities Mall. All right, big shout out to our friends at Churchill Shoes, and we are back. Uh, and we got a special thing here, Jane. Uh, you kind of came up with a list of Christmas awards here for what we kind of Christmas movie and entertainment type awards. Uh, so we got six categories. We're just going to go around the table for each one here. But uh, in the spirit of time, let's try and limit our responses just to thirty seconds because we are going a little bit long here. So. Uh, I'm just going to kick it off. We got, we see the order we got on the list here, so I got to go in order. We'll be going Paul, Jane, Victor, myself. First Christmas themed award is best Christmas song. Paul, I got to know Easy. what's your best Christmas song. Carol of the bells. Carol of the bells. <laughs> I, I'm drawing a blank. Give us a Christmas is here. The name of that one, I do like that too. That's gonna say, I we, like rocking around the Christmas tree. Rocket. Oh, another goodie. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. what great. It reminds me of, uh, you know, Home Alone when he's got Michael Jordan, oh, you know, yeah. statue uh, or uh, I guess cardboard cutout going around. Christmas tree. Remember that song? Yes. Love it. Rocking around the Christmas tree for a happy holiday. Victor? David? Victor, if you say Mariah Carey, I'm kicking you out of the studio. <laughs> no, please. <laughs> we're we're going to, I do love Mariah Carey, but we're going with a classic. Aerosmith's, of course, Santa Claus is coming to town. Oh, hey, hey, that's a nice cut, deep cut there. I, that's, that's a cover I haven't heard in a long time. <laughs> One of the best ones. I mean, the screen, like the demon of screaming. Come on. <laughs> Uh, well, for myself, I'm going Trans-Siberian Orchestra, Old King Joy. Uh, oh, that's very, one. very good. I, I make sure to play the Trans-Siberian uh, Christmas album at least a few times every Christmas season, and that one just hits all the right notes, gets me in the Christmas spirit each year. So that is my next category, Best Action Christmas Movie, Paul. Okay, so originally, like this was a tough one, so I was going to say Die Hard, Then I had to redraw my statement because that's... Kind of obvious. And then I was thinking Last Action Hero with Schwarzenegger. And I was like, nope, nope, there's one that's still better. And I'm going to call it an action movie. You could disagree with me. But mine is Scrooge with Bill Murray. Ha! I action. Love I have not seen that one. <laughs> you haven't seen one. Scrooge? That's a good not one. Not the Bill Murray one, no. That's a good oh, one. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
Seriously, dude, you're I missing got, out. I got, That's I Bill Murray. Got to add it to the I list. <laughs> wow, good stuff. I had no idea. Wow, I, I, I remember hearing of it, but now I have not seen it. So, best action Christmas movie for for Paul Scrooge, Jane. Die Hard is definitely my favorite. I have all five of them and a little. Yes. Countdown calendar. Oh no! That's what you hooked me up with. Yeah. Oh no. Yes, that is an awesome Christmas calendar. Well, Jane, I am a, in agree, agreement with you. Die Hard, the yeah original Die Hard, what a great Christmas movie. Even though it's more, it takes place at Christmas, but it's a Christmas action movie. There are some great Christmas references in there with the Christmas party and ho ho ho. I, now I have a machine gun. Come on, great stuff. I yeah, Die Hard. I watch that almost. It's like in my rotation. Every other year, I make sure to watch Die Hard at Christmas. So. Happy trails, Hans. Yes. Oh. <laughs> I love Bruce Willis. So many great movies, and established a whole new subgenre of action flicks. So, so it's, the, it's Die Hard in a plane. It's Die Hard at a hockey arena. So, yeah, Die Hard, my favorite action Christmas movie. Victor. I did want to say Peppermint because I love Jennifer Garner because she's such a badass in oh, that yeah, movie. That's right. But I, will, but I will give my hard hitter, which was my girl Gina Davis and my boy Samuel Jackson in The Long Kiss Goodnight because that was such a badass movie. Shane Black written that movie and I mean come on. You can't beat that dynamic duo. That was a kick-ass Christmas movie. It was so awesome. I mean there was action aplenty. I mean you have Christmas mixed with revenge mixed with the amnesia like assassin. Come on. Like oh. no sense. I, ha- I-, I love that movie. It's been forever. I completely forgot it took place at Christmas. Very beautiful movie. Oh, I love that movie so much. All right. Next category, best scary Christmas movie. So I, I, I wish I had more time to look this one up. I know a bunch of them. Paul, I'm curious to see what you have for us. Well, duh, Gremlins. I mean, the... Oh, that's great. what I went with too. Uh, that's what I went with too. The, the, the effects in that movie, the fact that it came out in '84, is it's just remarkable. I rewatched it last week, and I was just like, "This looks like a movie that would have been produced today." Oh yeah, and you know, it it it's just such a great movie. And one of the things that I can't get out of my head, and that I absolutely love. Is the music for Gremlins? Oh, what a great little, what a great little jingle! Yeah, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll just chime in here real quick, a little bit out of order, since that was that was my pick too. Yeah, that, that little jingle, and to I think it came out right before the PG thirteen rating, so they got they get away with a lot with that PG rating. Yes, they do. Uh, so yeah, it's a parts where it's like a lighthearted comedy with the Gremlins uh, just kind of getting up to hijinks in the bar, just grabbing a. Well, Drink and, and something I never really thought of before with gremlins. I mean, because actually in the movie, they're the Moloquai. I think it was what the breed was or something. But, you know, I have a um, gremlin bell on my motorcycle. It's a it's a gift that people give you, and it's to, to ward off the gremlins. Mm. So the fact that uh, this movie is gremlins mm. and they're just sabotaging everything, mm. it, it uh, talks about the... The idea of gremlins mm. that are these like mystical creatures that are just there to f shit up mm-hmm. it, because they aren't like in the movie they're they're not actually called gremlins yeah. that's not the name of them no so it's the movie name yeah yeah so and you know I was thinking about that I'm like I, I got a gremlin bell on my motorcycle okay. and then I'm like I'm like oh but in the movie they're actually mol- moloquai 
creatures, mm. and, which I thought was really interesting. And I guess if people want more on Gremlins, uh, this Friday on Inky Ichabod's Weird Cinema, that he's getting in the Christmas spirit himself. He's That is his movie he'll be reviewing this Friday night on GFBS. Yeah, and if you've ever seen the Twilight Zone movie, uh, the thing that's messing with the plane, that's a Gremlin. Yeah, actually, yeah, I, it's after, not your yeah. typical gremlin yeah. though. It's your, it's your, not your typical gremlin like you think it is, but it's yes, it's still a gremlin. Jane, favorite scary Christmas movie? Ah, uh, see, Black Christmas. And, you know, you've got the murder going on at Christmas time. So I know I've heard of that. I'm just blanking on it. When did it come out again? Uh, a few years back. Few years so it's back. a newer one. I'm I'm sure. I, I'm sure if I seen a clip, I'd be like, "Oh yeah, that movie." I know I've heard of it. It's ringing a bell. Yeah, but yeah. So that's like a, that has the, the hit the right scares for you. Yeah, like that cheesy horror comedy. Heck, heck yeah, good deal. Victor, favorite scary Christmas movie? I was gonna say Gremlins because, as you all know, I I, I love me some some Gremlins, and plus, I mean, come on. You got you got Steven Spielberg yeah. who produced that amazing movie back in the day because no one no one can kill Steven Spielberg's buzz on that one. But I will say Silent Night, not the Silent Night that you all are thinking of. What we just talked about now, this was the original Silent Night, where of course uh, a boy named Billy, uh, of course, was killing all those people who he deemed naughty and dressed up as Santa Claus. And it was a slasher movie back in the day, and he dressed up as Santa Claus and he killed anybody who was on the naughty list. He chopped off heads and pretty much ran through people with no mercy intent. He killed everybody. So yeah, wow. Just really one thing going back. Back to, to Gremlins because I just this is bothering me. Um, one of the best scenes in that entire movie because they say you know they have the three rules: mm. don't get them wet, don't feed them after mm. midnight. midnight. And, and the best scenes in that movie is when that Gremlin jumps in a pool. Oh yeah! Oh boy! <laughs> and I'm you just see that, the steam yeah. start rolling, <laughs> and it's like yeah, I'm like. God, that, I mean, whoever produced this was like a genius. Anyway, that was moving Mr. on. That was Mr. Wait, Steven Spielberg. Well, I guess that's why I said you could kill Steven Spielberg. Was <laughs> switching it up from scariness to good old fashioned family goodness. What are your guys' favorite Hallmark style Christmas movie? Paul, Christmas Story. Christmas Story. Good old family. Yeah, yeah. Family spirit. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Can't beat it. Yep. Yeah, we already talked about that kind of at the top. Jane, I know. Well, you have that deep uh, that expertise in all kinds of hallmark hallmark channel christmas movies very curious to see your pick uh the one i picked well if you um are looking at the streaming services there's uh two actors from saved by the bell that each have their own kind of hallmark themed movie out this year and i like the one with um mark paul uh, who played Zach, and his the title of his movie was The Twelve Dates of Christmas, so it's kind of like the groundhog thing. Um, the lead woman in the movie, she keeps waking up every day, and it's still Christmas Eve, and so she's going on this blind date with this guy every day, and many days she does not get it right. So oh, she keeps no. Trying to... <laughs> groundhog <laughs> Day of Christmas. her ex-boyfriend, so she's trying to um, learn to let go of that hope for the future and um she em- embraces her her dates and what do you say that's called again 12 dates of christmas 12 dates of christmas mm. awesome yeah, i 
I didn't get a chance to um, watch Mario Lopez's movie, but you know that's on my list. There you go. Well, for myself, uh, I, I'm thinking just kind of like just like the. the I, I want this movie called Small Town Santa. It captures what a Hallmark style Christmas movie is to me. Kind of just. It's Dean Kane they got as as the lead of this, just kind of like this, uh, just down on his luck cop. Wait, he's just has like uh, divorced but shared custody of his kid, uh, kind of like being the only officer in this small town on Christmas Day when he gets visited by a guy saying he's good old Saint Nick and he's trying to get him back in the Christmas spirit and find get reunited with his child on Christmas Day while dealing with like local small city hooligans and it's very 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 uplifting by the end super happy sort of super sappy a lot of cheesy corny parts too that you get out of Hallmark Christmas movies so I think it kind of envelopes what you want out of a Hallmark Christmas movie for me so yeah small town Santa and it's usually on a random streaming service around Christmas time I first saw it on Netflix a few years ago Victor I I, I don't mean to to try to push this along too much but um, I have about 15 to 18 minutes before I have to leave. Okay. Oh, shoot. Okay. We better uh, rapid yes. fire this. Uh, yes. Uh, I want to say that because of uh, Dean Cain's one. I was going to say the other one, but I want to see Dean Cain's one because, number one, Lois and Clark, the new adventure of Superman. Come on. Like, that's just uh, yeah. a clear win. There's clear. a nice reference to it at the start yeah. of it, too. Yeah. Victor. Um, Do you have a favorite Hallmark? style Christmas movie. That was that was that oh, one. Oh, actually, Small Town Santa? Yeah. That, All right. Because of Lois and Clark, the new adventure of Superman. Yeah. That's why I said. Oh, okay. I thought you were just kind of, ha- you had another no, comment there. N- no, no, that, that, that's the reason why. <laughs> Heck yeah. High five, man. Oh, absolutely. Boom. All right. I was going to pick the other one, but that's the only reason. What's that, Jane? I said, that's cool. I'm glad you guys agree on that one. I'll have to check it out. I had not heard of it. But there is another Hallmark one that came out this year that looks really good called uh, Christmas at Biltmore. Have oh. you guys ever heard of the Biltmore Estate? Mm-mm. I think I have. Oh my that. gosh, it's an enormous mansion, um, and well, and huge property with other buildings. Um, do you know Anderson Cooper? Oh, of course. Oh, okay. Yep. Yep. Oh, yep. of course. Well, he comes from the from the Biltmore Legacy, right? Oh. And uh, it's in North Car- Asheville, North Carolina. So that in the movie, they're going to be shooting on the actual property. And if you go to the like Hallmark dot com or wherever um, on their website. They have little um, previews of shooting the movie if you want to check that out. There you go. Get the 411, Jaina. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to have to do my research. Thank you. we got two cat- more categories. We're going to try and rapid fire these. Best animated Christmas movie, Paul. Charlie Brown. Hey, me too. I'll uh, I'll piggyback with you here. Victor, you three? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. You can't beat my boy Charlie Brown. Yep. Yep. Yes, you can. Polar Express. That was no, my that was my runner-up. I never almost seen did. it. I, I I loved I loved what? Tom Hanks, but Charlie Brown. Yeah. You can't beat Charlie Brown. Yeah, sorry. It's, <laughs> it, it's iconic. No, I love Polar Express too. And I love that hot cocoa scene in there. And yeah, it it is a great. It is a great movie, but yes, I love Charlie Brown too. all the way. I mean, I talking love- about Christmas music, I forgot about that's right up there too. The do 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 I'm sorry. I love it. In my city too, there is a lot of people around here in Valdosta say for you know, maybe you've heard this phrase, it's not Christmas until and everyone kinda has a different moment for what that means to them in our city. There is one house that puts up a giant, like life-size, well, bigger than an actual human, um, decorations of Charlie Brown on their house. And Snoopy is always up on the roof. And so a lot of people around here say it's not Christmas until the Snoopy 
Charlie Brown decoration. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. Love it. Jane, quick thought on Polar Express being your favorite animated Christmas movie. It is the best. <laughs> it is the best. Oh, I love it. No, no, the chocolate scene is great, and, you know, and they're punching the tickets, and the mm. kids learn lessons. You know, you got the, the know-it-all on the train that all the kids just wish would shut up and mm. listen for once, and, you know, and they all, they all kind of learn a little lesson. But another good one is the... Um, was it Eight Days of Christmas with Adam Sandler? Oh, I love that oh, movie. Yeah. Oh, that was the one Nerd. I was going to pick, too. Or was that Eight Crazy yeah, Nights, eight right? Cra- yeah, the Eight Crazy yeah. Nights. Yep. I, I had a toss-up with this with um, uh, the Rudolph one, the uh, oh, like the clay yeah. one where you have oh, the, yeah. the Sasquatch and, <gasps> and all yeah. that kind of stuff. So. Yep. Yeah, that is another classic yep. from way back. All right, last category, best comedy Christmas movie. Paul, what is your favorite humorous Christmas film? Christmas vacation. Christmas, yep. Hey, oh, of course. Same. Shitter's full. Yes. <laughs> what did you say? Uh, Shitter's full. Christmas vacation. National Lampoon. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. That, that's another one I try to now watch. Now that I have a year. camper, I actually understand that. <laughs> oh, my God. All the lights. It's like, no, I don't Jane, do you have the, the, the elk uh, Christmas cups? I see those no, for sale. I do not, but that... I would, l- I would moose. like having a couple of those, uh, yeah, moose uh, Christmas cups. Because with my kids, you know how you like say cheese for a picture? Mm-hmm. I would say, say moose ears. Oh, love it. Just G- like those uh, cups there. What's your favorite Christmas comedy, Jane? Mine is Elf. Elf? Oh, well, hey, uh, that's... That's another, the one I was going to When do. I ask people, I kind of asked a few random coworkers and other people this past week, favorite Christmas movie, a lot of people said Elf. So, yes. Uh, and it is uh, in theaters again. I, what is it? The twentieth anniversary this year. Yeah. Oh so wow! For me, it's in theaters today here. Gonna go see so it. I'm gonna go ch- yeah, I'm gonna nice. go check that out. Victor, see, I, it's it's really, so hard. So really quickly, I just want to go, uh, go, go ahead, go ahead, this go because ahead. so everybody goes with Elf, but I think it's just kind of over the top, whatever. But um, the reason terrible. that I go with Christmas Vacation. Is because it's so relatable yes. to parents oh, yeah. that are struggling to like you get know a, get provide a for their people. Uh, yeah get a house full of people provide for their family. He's waiting on that Christmas bonus. Yeah, yeah and, but it never you know helps. you know and I mean that pool you know and I mean I, I struggle with this every year too. You know oh, I'm yeah. sitting there and I'm trying. No, that's to, why I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and so I I just think that Christmas Vacation beats out uh, Elf just because of the fact that it's. More on the terms of like real life, mm-hmm. yeah. M- minus yeah. a couple of the satirical moments, like the 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 like was it the greasy butt sled ride of doom? Yeah, <laughs> and the, but the, that was those are all good all all fun and games in there. No, I'm with you, Jane. I'm sure you can relate to the just the big family Christmases where it's like one happy, loving, dysfunctional family. Everyone just uh, you know trying to stay in the Christmas spirit against all odds, right? Uh, Dale, I bet you remember this line. Save the neck for me. Oh, yes. Yes, that's right. Yeah, Dad always wanted the Mm. neck of the turkey. I'm like, no, and then it's in the... (laughs) Victor, we'll close it out with you. Favorite Christmas comedy. Honestly, I do love Elf because, I mean, you can't beat Will Ferrell, but... I, I gotta go, and and I will say Elf because Elf is one of my favorite because you know Jane and I are on the same page. But I gotta go with my boy, the one and only Mr. Jim Carrey for Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. That man went through hell and back just to please audiences. 
that makeup process was horrendous. And the fact that that man literally almost literally quit that production because of how long it went. Like, dude, he, as he said, it's for the kids. It's for the kids. It's for the kids. And plus, yeah. there's so much iconic lines in there. Like, I hate you. Hate, hate, hate. Double hate. Loathe entirely. <laughs> like, oh. come on. Like, and plus, Cindy Lou, who, like, the fact that you can literally get an A-OK from the big man's wife himself. Dr. Seuss's wife literally picked Jim Carrey to be the Grinch. Like, come on. You're... Like, you're done. The production value of that movie yeah. was phenomenal. Yeah, like, I, you're done. Yeah. <laughs> you're, like, your your life is complete. Ron Howard, Anthony Hopkins narrating, like, that's a dream come true. Like, all in a bag. That's another one I have yet to see. I am. I need to do my due diligence. I need to see some of these films. Uh, I think I will start with that Scrooge first, though. <laughs> Uh, you didn't see Jim Carrey's The Grinch? No. Really? I've never seen that? I know. There's so many Christmas Is movies, guys. the second one? I don't know. I but they said they were, but I don't know. That, that wraps up our Christmas categories. Jane, thank you for the idea on that. You came up with a lot of these categories. So, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Hopefully, I, I, I learned up a couple of films I have yet to see. So, hopefully, everyone here did, too. Uh, we are going to skip a couple of segments because we're just down to a few minutes left. We, we kind of pretty much covered almost all the new streaming and theatrical movies I wanted to preview here. So, uh, we're just going to jump right to quick takes and probably just keep this for a minute or two each year because we are so close to being out of time. Quick takes is where we quickly run down other stuff we haven't yet to talk about. Uh, Victor, I know you said you wanted to touch on the Marvels. I'll start with you. All I can say, guys, is, you know what? Honestly, everybody said this movie was trash. It wasn't, honestly, everybody just likes to jump on the whole bandwagon trashing everything because it's so cool now. Dudes, it's really not that bad of a movie. And if you actually watch till the end, you might get a little bit of satisfaction that you were looking for. So I know it's not the big hoorah movie that everybody was looking for, but I promise you you okay when you watch it till the end you'll get your satisfaction believe me okay says the guy that like blue beetle <laughs> you're just mad because blue beetle <laughs> kicked ass at the box office and everybody is just jealous because that movie was the most kick-ass superhero movie of the time would you rather it be the batman exactly so blue beetle kicks ass he's my my favorite dc oh. heroes I will give you that. It was better than the Batman. There you hey, go. Hey, Thank you. There no, you go. Disagree. A disagree. winner. A winner. Thank you. Oh. Victor, real quick, anything else here? Honestly, you know what? I'm excited for the like the new movies, honestly. I mean, from not only just the new Hunger Games movie, but the holdovers and of course, you know, even Silent Night and man, even Godzilla, like I said, you guys gotta check these movies out. Holidays, like I said, they're being thrown at us like a bunch of snowballs man because man they're really good and you guys gotta check them out because support movies like literally they're really good movie season has been kicking ass a lot lately, yes which is great i'll jump in next i'll make mine super quick here uh I know, Jane, you saw this, too. I'll be curious to see what you have to say for your quick takes. But Thanksgiving, uh, I, saw, I saw that. They made 
the scream what scream did for halloween uh thanksgiving does for thanksgiving they made a thanksgiving type slasher movie with all the same type of like oh, yeah. silly wacky slasher kills that scream does but thanksgiving oh, and, they, and they make they make in all kinds of dumb thanksgiving puns and i thought they delivered they got a great costume for the villain that i hope they do sequels with really really if you like scream you'll dig thanksgiving uh pinball the man who saved the game based on uh, uh roger sharp the guy who actually brought pinball to trial uh the, uh, pinball was illegal in new york for many many decades they thought it was gambling many many decades later still and he kind of did a live demonstration in front of a uh city council in new york and he kind of helped big forefather for being considered for saving pinball and bringing it back in the country and i thought they the way they captured it on it's on who streaming that's how i saw it i thought they did a great job i still think that's crazy pinball considered gambling yeah yeah it's they and they go into it in the movie too there's a lot more to it than that but quick take yeah definitely see it it's on hulu and finally braun gp uh hosted by keanu reeves docuseries four-part docuseries on hulu and espn plus all about how one independent f1 team uh in its first year up came through and did the impossible in the f1 circuit and yeah keanu reeves is a great uh documentarian for it he's doing a great job doing all the research interviewing all the players involved uh paul i'll throw it to you for your quick takes um looking forward to seeing godzilla minus one that's it (laughs) all right that's it (laughs) jane quick takes for yourself um i'm looking forward to seeing genie on uh what is it dale peacock with melissa mccarthy it's uh their christmas movie this year and it looks really good uh, I mean, I love all Melissa McCarthy's films. Because that's She's been so off my good. radar. I'll have to look into it. I haven't seen yeah. her very much lately, so good to good that she's going back. So. All right. And, that, yeah. is, and then, oh, uh, this just to kill Paul. There is this year, the Queen of Christmas has her own official Christmas Barbie doll, Mariah Carey. Huh? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. $5. Say well, it, I'm sure it's more now. You, Jane, Jane, you, may have to, you may have to repeat that, Jane. Paul yes. had to step out for a second. Yes, because I want to hear it. I want to hear it again. <laughs> yeah. No, you, you, you got you to say it again because I, I want to hear, like, I want to see Paul's face when he hears this. Right. Yeah, he cringed pretty hard. <laughs> Mariah Carey, the queen of Christmas, has her own Barbie doll put out by Mattel for $75 retail price. I can't wait to burn that. <laughs> I have a flamethrower. <laughs> yeah, no, true. He actually yeah. does. He has a flamethrower. <laughs> make, make a fun well, video. It's, it's got all her curves. She looks really good. Well, well Jane, I always her does it come with the herpes? Oh, oh boo, come on. Boo. <laughs> I'm getting, Whoa, I'm getting, come on. Fingers going to hate, but one other um, honorable mention, Cher. She has a Christmas album again this year, right? She por- performed during the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, and she is the only singer that has had a song in the number one hits for seven decades. Wow. That's true. Holy Can't crap. wait to hit that with the flamethrower, too. Oh, boo. Yeah. Oh, come on. Joke's on you, Paul. It's you, digital. Paul. <laughs> We're going to have to find you a snowman with a log in the center. Oh. oh. Hey, Paul, check out the snowman with your snowmobile. No. <laughs> oh, no. Well, we are out of time. Remember when we were kids and we were playing that um, 
that snowball fight with the dirt mounds when they're building that house next yep. door and you got hit one oh, in a rock. Oh, inside. yeah. Had to go to the hospital, get stitches. Great times. Another story for next year. We'll have to go more into detail. But I'm sorry, Jane, we are all out of time. But this has been a great second annual Christmas special. Jane, thank you so much for coming on here again. This is great. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yes. Appreciate it. Hope, looking forward to doing it again next year. I uh, want to give a special shout-out. Thank you also to, to Victor for, for coming on and indulging us in all our Christmas moments here and memories and j- these awards. This is great, man. Thank you, guys, honestly. It, like I'm just glad to, that I got to be a part of this one because, of course, I didn't get to be a part of the last one because of you know an injury. But regardless, I am very happy to, of course, give you guys all of what you need. So remember... Oh. Don't. Oh, what do we have to do? I have to remember. Victor, anything? I very. I forgot. I skipped over it. Can you give us a quick fifteen seconds? I hate to do it. Fifteen seconds. You said. I see it in your hand. You said that you had you know, a special. No, you know it's you okay. Save it for we next can, time. We can save it for next time. Okay. Like I said, I, don't I forgot for, all about it. <laughs> let, no, don't even. Don't even fret for it, guys. Because next week I'm going to show you something that you've never seen before. And let's just say it saved a movie house from being bankrupt. So remember, don't forget to tune in next week and two see, weeks. Two weeks after, or next, sorry, two weeks after that, and see what we can give you guys. Because remember, we give you pop culture, movies, and everything else. So tune in. Don't forget. Yes. So again, thanks again, everyone. You can find us two weeks from today at 1 p.m. on GFBS on your favorite podcast or social media app. And again, many thanks to Victor. Many thanks to Nadia, your nice producer, Paul. Many thanks to Jane, zooming in from us all the way from Georgia. We'll see you all in two weeks with our regular edition of Big Screens and TV Streams. Until then, goodbye. Bye.